Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 13th of August 2020. This is The Gap, episode 529. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gilroy is here, and it's a busy week. We've got a lot going on. Holy Games shit. and news-wise. With, I don't think I've played, like, I, I don't know if i played a lot of games. You've played like, a lot of game? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't played... So much of a game in a fucking long time, man. Like, I don't mm. think I've ever crunched that many hours into a single game uh, in fucking yonks. And then I crunched about half that again into another game. And, like, I just... It's, it's pretty... I don't know. I just... It's a, it's a weird week. It just feels like a weird week because it just hasn't happened in fucking ages. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I've been the same. Yeah. Surprising. But uh, fun. Good fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Good week. Um, um, yeah. Anything you want to kick off with before we Yeah, fuck yeah. I'll watch some films. Films. Okay. There is a Deep Blue Sea 2. And I watched it. And it is awful. Awful. I assume you've seen Deep Blue Sea, right? Did we watch it together? Yes. No, we no, we no. No, okay. No. Uh, that movie still holds up. Deep Blue Sea still holds up. It's got you know just the right blend of you know goofy humor and actual slasher horror style to uh, like really fucking stay the course over a long period of time. That big fucking speech from Samuel Jackson. Fucking LL Cool J, not only playing a chef, but also rapping over the end credits. <laughs> uh, right. Thomas Jane at the peak of everyone's obsession with Thomas Jane. Like, yeah. it was, it was, and Skellen, Stellan, Skarsgård, Skarsgård, I don't know how the fuck you say his name. He was in it. Peter Skarsgård. Um, not Peter. His dad. Yeah, okay. Uh, and from Thor, uh, the old guy, uh, and, and the chick, the British chick who was in fucking loads of stuff back then and not in anything since. Mm. Uh, feels bad that I can't remember her name. Anyway, um, anyway, the second film has none of that, none of it. It's inexplicably set entirely indoors, uh, which is pretty weird. For a movie about killer sharks. Uh, but, you know, obviously, eventually they flood it. Uh, they don't flood the indoors entirely. Uh, and they go up to about knee height. And they solve mm. that situation. They solve the problem of, hey, we can't get the water up any higher than our knees. They solve that by making it about baby sharks. Super smart baby sharks. But baby sharks all the same, which awful, terrible, terrible idea. Uh, and then uh, there is a Deep Blue Sea three. There's a third film. It's a trilogy. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea right, two. Yeah. I wasn't drunk. There was. Oh, I was drunk. But I wasn't that drunk that I couldn't have told. Like told you if there was a direct reference. But I didn't notice any direct reference to Deep Blue Sea one. But Deep Blue Sea 3 directly references not only the first film, but the second film. 
It's like, oh yeah, that shit's all canon. Everything's canon. This is the fucking Deep Blue universe, like fucking Deep Blue universe, and like all of this shit counts. It's one hundred percent. All of this is super canon. Uh, we are going fucking wide with it, and yeah, um, significantly better film. Uh, actually, they actually go out onto the, like reefs and stuff. Uh, they yeah. like they put some effort in. Um, the the chick who plays the super smart chick in um, Malcolm in the Middle, she returns. Okay. She's she's the main character. She does a good job. Hmm. I don't know why she wasn't in more stuff. Uh, and yeah, it's actually not that awful. But to clarify, I just watched Deep Blue Sea too, so maybe my calibration is off. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's it's a seventy-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. So seventy-five um, percent. But in saying that, it's also a thirty-six <laughs> on the audience score. So right. that uh, makes more sense. There's some. I'm starting to think that the the critics may have watched. T Blue C two before three, yeah, it's because they're like, wait, there was a two, because that's what I, that's what I said. I'm like, wait, there's a T Blue C two, and uh, first of all, first of all, how did they not call it Deep Two C? And second of all, how is this one not Deep Blue Three? Like, that just makes <laughs> a lot of sense to me. But yeah. whatever. Anyway, uh, and and yeah. I think if you watched them back to back, you would definitely be a lot more positive about three than if you watched it independently as a, I guess. Or the other thing is it's possible that like fans of the series are like, oh, what? Ah, like one measly, like simple reference to uh, Deep Blue Sea 2 and that's it. But uh, that that that's a modern classic, and that, like, why aren't they indoors? They spend barely any time indoors. I don't understand. And then you know they write it off. They're like, this is nothing like the Deep Blue Sea I remember. When what they actually remember is Deep Blue Sea two. Anyway, no, I don't think anybody remembers. <laughs> yeah, okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah, if you feel like watching uh, something. Two films that back to back add up to one below average film. Hmm. Deep Blue Sea two and three. Do it to it. You could even marathon all three and you probably get to around a six point five, seven out of ten overall, just based on how good yeah. Deep Blue Sea one is. But also if you start drinking during the first one, mm. oh. by the time you get about halfway through the second you'll start to feel it you'll be like oh yeah this is this alcohol's kicking in no you you would think that but i was actually pretty loaded by like before i even started deep blue c2 and yeah. uh i did have a 20 minute nap apparently during deep blue c3 uh so uh yeah i think if you started at deep blue c1 by the time you got to deep blue c2 you'd be too drunk because it's, it's a pretty long movie okay and by the time you got to see Billy C3, you would fall asleep like I did. But right. it was good. Like, you know, I didn't have any bad dreams or anything. So, you know, that's obviously hmm. good. Nice. Awesome. Good times. Anyway. Is that it? That's it? That's you it. Just, just that's the one film. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Have you seen this uh, film called Host that just came out? No. Tell me. Right. Um, it's it's a uh, ex- it's exclusive on Shutter. I don't know if it's. Oh, out I think Shutter just came out over here. Right. Um, Shutter is a streaming service, but they pretty much exclusively do like horror films. Yep. Um, and so this is a film that's on that. Uh, and it's been filmed during the pandemic. Um, and it's basically set in a Zoom call where a group of friends um, attempt to do a uh, like a seance with a clairvoyant type thing. Over Zoom. And that's the premise of the film. Uh, it's like a found footage sort of um, paranormal activity sort of ish film where it's I can like static tell. cameras. I can already guess as to why I haven't seen this film because it sounds fucking idiotic. <laughs> it's pretty good fun. It's it's okay. good fun. Okay. Um, I think it's it's it was like the most popular film on Letterboxd this week. Um, right. There's and, nothing else. Uh, Isn't that like those dudes like bought out a fucking theater? Did you see this shit? <laughs> These dudes bought out a single like all the tickets for a single theater and like won the box office for one week while America was shut down because yeah. nobody it was literally like literally nobody could go to the cinemas. So the only thing that aired the only fucking thing that screened in the U.S. box office was like this one fucking movie. And so they won yeah. the US box office for a single, they were the top num- number one film in the US for a single week at like 520 bucks or some shit. Like, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, this film's got a score of 100% at the moment. Um, critic and audience score is 78. So right. it's doing all right. Um, so that's called Host. It's on Shutter. Um, I think you can probably do like a free trial. That's what we did. Yep. We watched it. It's like a seven day free trial. But I got a lot of good horror movies. I like, we watch a lot of horror movies. So right. it's probably something we'll eventually subscribe to because there's there's a lot of good stuff on there. Like, have you seen Mandy? Yeah. Um, uh, the Color of the Space, I think it was called. That was Color another, Out of Space? Ni- yeah, that one. Another Nick Cage another film? Nick Cage film. Just, does yeah, it have Ni- the Nick Cage back catalog? <laughs> Primal's on the air. Con air. <laughs> You're like, um, oh shit, finally somewhere for Nick Cage to be free. Yeah. Yeah. But Alamo Draft House over here is doing um, theater rentals as well, where you can rent out an entire theater for like 150 bucks. Right. And they're showing. Um, they're not new films. They've got like a selection of films, but there's, there's like The Matrix on there and. Things like that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But at the same time, um, you know, I guess you're renting it out for people that you know or that some sort of... I think the minimum was 10 people or something. Like, it was was quite... Like, I'd pay 150 bucks normally just to go see a fucking standard film sometimes (laughs) without a crowd. Not not at Alamo. Alamo is pretty good in terms of getting rid of dickheads. But um, anywhere else, easy. How much would you pay to, to see Tenet? 20 bucks, I think. It'll be out on streaming soon, so it's fine. No way. I think no they're way. releasing it on streaming in like two weeks. Tenet? Yeah. Tenet? No? Yes. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Over here they will. They will not. Christopher Nolan has said over and over and over again that he will not, it, it is a cinema film and he will not release it to streaming first. He's just going to- No, no, com- not, not first, but it'll be like a two-week wait. Two week wait, you reckon? Two week yeah. wait. 
Our, it ain't uh, happening over here, I'm telling you. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. And mm. I am in. I'm going to buy yeah. fucking Lux tickets. And yeah, uh, wear fucking, I'm going to wear a mask and a hazmat suit. And I'm going to fucking pipe audio into my fucking hazmat suits. I don't give a <laughs> shit how yeah. I have to do it. And uh, by the time I get out of the cinema, the suit will be filled with my farts. And hmm. there's not a lot I can do about it. That's the that's the world we live in. Right. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Two weeks. Games. I feel like we need... I, I want to fucking... I want to put a fucking... I want to put something on this. Something on this. There's no way it's two weeks. So when do you reckon you'll get it? When do you reckon you get to see it, right? It gets... When is it coming out? Early screened uh, on the 22nd and 23rd here. No, August. So next weekend is preview screenings. And then I think it's officially out on the 27th, 28th. Yeah. And then we got it the the next week. And you reckon you got it it the first week of September. Is that what you reckon? No, no. In in the US, it's releasing here September, and I think mid. I think by the end of September, it will be out on streaming. I thought it wasn't releasing at all in it. Yeah, it, no, it's releasing a week a week later, in in America, September, September third is the date. Really? And you reckon there's two weeks after that you'll have streaming? I reckon by the end of September, it will be out on streaming. They will realize their mistake and be like, we fucked up. This, 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 your de- date keeps shifting backwards. Like, if I keep talking, if I keep asking you when you think it's going to be out, like yeah, soon November, enough, it's going to be November. The fucking- it'll be out by November. I, I swear to God. It'll be out before Halo. January 2022. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that is right. Fucking hell. Shit. Yeah. They're, you know why they delayed Halo, right? They're going to add a battle royale. Mode. All oh, right. They said, oh, they there will absolutely categorically be no battle royale mode. And everyone's like, are you guys fucking dumb? Do you know what's popular? Do you understand how fucking video games work? Battle royale is everything. And they're like, oh, and auto chess. delay the game. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, delay the game. And everyone's like, oh, they're fixing the graphics. That's what they're doing. No, they're, they're creating a battle royale mode because they know. They know where the money's at. They mm. know exactly where the money's at. All right, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, talk about some video um, games. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. I got my first win today. Um, today, which was my second game of playing it. I had nine minutes on record on Fall Guys, and I jumped in. Yeah, and uh, got a win, and I was like, "Cool, I'm done. Cool. Finished. <laughs> That's it. Another job Finished. well done." Yeah, the mm. um, I like that. There's a. I didn't realize this, but the actual. Uh, cosmetic store you can buy uh you know hats and different costumes using this in-game currency that they've got so uh when you play you get most cosmetic coins right Right. yeah but they've also got a second currency for um when you win you get this little crown and you can spend the crown to buy i guess unique items or at least there's like an item that is like one crown and you can get this skin Mm. i think that's pretty cool um it's a good idea It'd be interesting if, like, I don't actually know how that works in terms of if it's just like a rotating system in terms of like, oh, now this color is just one coin today uh, or one crown. 
or if it's like no this is purely like in order to get this cosmetic you need to have three crowns this many wins i think that's more interesting because then you can sort of of build up this you do get crowns out of the battle pass as well i did say that yeah um just to clarify so you don't have to win to earn this stuff necessarily if you play enough you can hmm. still get it via the battle pass which i think is actually a good thing because you know Winning in four guys, despite Luke's evidence to the contrary, is a fucking <laughs> shit show. I was playing yeah. with uh, Grey Squirrel the other day, and I f- was fucking losing it. Uh, I chucked a video up uh, of my perspective, and then Squirrel chucked his perspective up as well. And uh, uh, like. It was hard to tell because he recorded it on, I don't know, fucking Fraps from fucking 1999 or some shit using fucking... Yeah, using a camcorder. Yeah, and he edited it using <laughs> fucking Windows Movie Maker or something. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to tell in 240p, but, like, the the vision that you see on his screen and the vision you see on my screen are so fucking wildly different. Uh, on my screen, I'm I'm ahead of him the entire time. On his screen, that's not the case at all. And yeah, it's just so weird to see mm. how that one plays out. Uh, yeah, just I don't know, man. They got to do something about the fucking networking in that game. I understand that they're a small company, but like the game hinges on its networking. And uh, I guess I talked about it a couple of times. Like I, for me. Right? Yeah. I can accept being screwed over by the game in a way that I can see. I can yep. I can accept being screwed over in tail tag after, you know, by having the fucking tail for 89 of the 90 seconds required and then having it robbed away from me at the last second and then, like, losing. I can, like, I can accept it. I mean, I'll fucking... I'll spit. I'll fucking rage out because that's what I do, but... Like, I can I can get past it, but yeah, if it happens because of network lag, I can't yeah. I can't like get past that. I can't get over that as easily, and so normally I I just have to sort of fucking yeah. I mean, the very next game I won. I think it was the very next game I won, and uh, my shadow play. Fucked up. Shadowplay is fucking up more and more these days. I don't know what the fuck's going on with NVIDIA, but hmm. that shit's fucking up way more than it ever used to. Uh, if someone... Yeah. like, uh, sorry. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, yeah. but it, it could be relevant because um, one thing that I've noticed is because I use a VPN quite a bit yeah. um, because I, I need to sometimes connect back to home Australia to do certain things... Um, if if I use my VPN, my shadow play stops working. Like yeah. it flat out won't let me record. Right. It's got some sort of block on there. Um because you know when you log into GeForce Experience, or whatever, they've they've got like a sign on now. Yeah. And so if you if if it's I don't know if it's um I don't know what it's doing. It must be blocking that app or something. Like, cause the moment I switch on VPN Express. I lose all GeForce. Like, I can't record anymore. I can't do yeah. captures. I can't stop. And at the moment I switch it off, it instantly turns back on. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if it's like 
sometimes if it like loses connection or something, it's doing weird stuff. But that's one thing I've noticed. If I'm using my VPN, I can't record footage, which is a bit shit. Because I, I was right. Because I would connect to Australian servers to play with you guys, get like a little bit better ping. Yeah. But apparently, I can't record footage doing that. So that's a bit shit. Anyway, that is shit. Um, I agree with you. It's very. It's gotten worse over time. I am surprised that nobody like that nobody's coming out with a third party solution yet. Because like, hmm. can AMD graphics users they've got like a version of it, but it's garbage, isn't it? Like, I have no idea. And I'm pretty like, I shadow play being as easy as it is is hmm. a huge part of what keeps me with Nvidia. I mean, I'm waiting for the 30 series cards. Uh, but if I could get some sort of fucking third party solution and switch to AMD, I probably fucking would, to be honest. Yeah. Because I'm so fucking jack of all of NVIDIA's fucking garbage. Like, the amount of stuff, like that fucking sign in shit, right? And the password, they've, mm. like, where the fuck do they get off requiring a password to be nine characters? Get the fuck out of here, right? Require it to be nine characters for what? Some fucking shitty fucking login. Oh my God. Get the, oh, you fucking turds. Like they drive me fucking bananas, eh? Like obviously they make good hardware, but everything else they do is, it reminds me a lot of fucking Telstra, Telstra cable back right. in the day. You know, and you'd be like, well, it's the best internet I can get, but God, I'm going to eat it on fucking every other level. This, If mm. anyone else came out and did vaguely the same thing they did, I would switch in a fucking heartbeat. And then people started doing exactly that. People started, you know, Optus tried to do their own game servers and obviously games on net had their own game servers and they were trying to do basically identical to what, Telstra did, but with better, like better versions of it. Obviously, Games on Net was nowhere near as good as Game Arena, but you know, uh, for a long time they didn't have uh, a great editor, so you can't really hold that against them. And eventually they did get a good one, but anyway, um, I'm getting off track. Sorry, just going back to the, the graphics card as well, they yep. announced the um, next event is happening very soon so it looks like the the rumors about the 30 series coming out in september are true right well there you go yeah september would be good if it came out in september yeah. that'd be nice it'd give me a two-month buffer to then buy two fucking game consoles presuming the xbox uh series x actually makes it out in november at this rate because i don't know what the fuck it's coming out with uh yeah. the ultimate edition of nba i suppose but um yeah like and so what are you running at the moment 2070 or something 1070 1070 right yeah okay i thought you were on 2070 something nope um yeah that's a that's probably a good upgrade i mean by then uh you'll get the um all the ray tracing stuff yeah. um i think for me the big thing will be like do they do they do this presentation and they're like hey by the way here's what we're doing with like DLSS 3.0 or whatever. Right. Because two to one was such a massive jump. And if they they keep pushing that AI technology on those NVIDIA cards, like that's the thing that's that's kind of leaving um, AMD behind with yeah. their line of graphics card is that they haven't tapped into this 
using AI chipsets to to make some of this uh, anti-aliasing technology run a lot better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm just curious to see like what their solution is in these consoles uh, compared to what Nvidia is doing because they're just blowing them out of the water with this sort of stuff. So mm. I'm I'm really curious to see what these cars look like. Um, yeah. Going forward. And how well, how expensive they're going to be because they 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 got no competition at this this point. Like they're For just the getting, graphics, yeah. Nvidia is just stomping. Yeah. They can charge as much as they want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. Although I'm probably going to go another fucking AMD CPU. I'll tell you what, when I do mm. my upgrade, uh, because AMD's fucking clomping Intel at the moment on price to performance. Price, um, yeah. But yeah, graphics. Yeah, there's no comparison. I mean, yeah, the. Yeah, it's such a it's such a problem because you cannot possibly compete. Uh, as much as as much as they piss me off with all the little shit they do around their card, <laughs> yeah, it's just that much yeah. better. And you're like, well, for fuck's sake. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, for for guys. So oh, yes. the point of that was for guys. You need a you need a thirty series graphics card you for need a four 30 guys. Series for, yeah. <laughs> Um, fucking, uh, yeah. So my recording fucked up and, uh, but no, uh, Skrull capped it. And, uh, yeah, I won the next game. Another fucking full mountain. And, uh, mm. you hear at the start, you can barely hear it. Cause for whatever reason, his, his cap soft software, I think he's on shadow play as well. Caps like the music laid it over itself. So it sounds like, you know, the four guys music, like, you know, happy and fun and funny and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it sounds like that, but it's chopped over each other uh, itself. So it sounds like fucking psychotic. It's insane. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, he capped it. And you can't super hear it very well, but just in the background you can hear. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. It doesn't fucking matter. And like, you can see, I actually don't start the race at the start. I'm like... Five seconds Dang. away from the start because I was actually like dicking about alt tabbed. I was like writing a message and I alt tab back mm. in and I'm like, yeah, whatever, fucking and I win. Uh mm. which I think sums up four guys to me. Uh yeah. When I try, I fail. And when I don't, success. Uh yeah. It's pretty much life. Um mm. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I got that win. Uh, I didn't feel like I deserved it. And then, uh, yeah, I didn't have a lot of luck in the rest of the games. But uh, I still, like, yeah, I have fun with it. But it's a game that I play a couple of rounds with if other people are playing. And, yeah, uh, yeah I have fun. And then I tilt and then I stop playing. It's um done pretty well on the PlayStation. The number that I saw going around was uh, eight million players at the moment, which is eight million active players on the PlayStation. <laughs> that's that's insane. That's a lot of people. Um, so obviously that sort of paid off for them. That whole uh, make it free because like even though it's free, you've got that's that huge. that store in there as well. People are still spending money that probably wouldn't have. Yeah. Um. So it seems pretty successful. They they did a new, uh, well, they're putting in a new map. I don't know if it's in there yet, but a new end 
like last level. Did you see this yet? Yeah, this was uh, I won this twice in the uh, beta okay. or it's the jumping technical one. alpha. Yeah, uh, I did a like goof a goofy review as I said I was going to. Uh, it's up on the gap thejpodcast.com. Um, in it, probably the only the most serious review I I made was mm-hmm. of uh, Jump Club. Uh, this is just a variant of Jump Club, but uh, in the it, the floors disappear, right? Yeah, the floors disappear. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty easy to deal with. Um, yeah, in it, I said uh, I don't understand why anyone ever loses on this level, and it's true. Uh, I've got a video of, of uh, this like this final level uh, where me and the other guy, uh, so it was me and one other guy, and we legit just jump over the bar for fucking, I think it's 90 seconds until he finally fucks up and I win. And we probably could have done it forever. I don't know how the fuck they sort that out because, yeah, uh, I don't know what, what are you supposed to do. Like drop that final platform, right? I guess just make it go quicker, spinning around. I don't know. Still, I don't think it ever reaches a speed at which it's a problem, right? Like unless it's like oh, well, fucking, it'll, it'll be a problem eventually. Oh, yeah, unless <laughs> like, it's a helicopter speed or some shit. Like, then the only way to see it actually rotating is with your 144 hertz monitor. And if you've only got a 120 hertz monitor, I'm afraid it's it's like what do they call it when. Like, it looks like a helicopter's rotors aren't moving because it's, like, frame-locked with the speed of the fucking... Yeah. Anyway, unless that's the case. uh, Yeah, I don't think that it ever reaches a point where it's too fast because, yeah, that'd be ridiculous. Anyway. Uh, Yeah. uh, I'm still having fun with it, but, yeah, just dipping in and dipping out. As a sort of uh, palate cleanser between other games. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, good, no. like, jump in, have a round, see you later type thing. Yeah. Um, all right. Should we move on? We got uh, Idol Slayer here as well. I'm still oh, yeah. playing that one. Yep, me too. Um, I'm, I'm at the bit where I think you said there was a wall last week, so I, I think I'm in that section. Yep. I feel like I'm about to get out of it. Um. Oh, yeah. So this is the idle, idle game on. Uh, we're playing. I'm playing it on Android at least. Me too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so at the, at the part I'm at, I'm about to get the gloves, the ambidextrous gloves. Yep. And then once I get that, I feel like I'll be over that initial that wall. The other thing I need to get is the 800 point legendary. Mm. Um, I think it's 0.5 percent per achievement unlocked. Um. So that'll be a, a big boost as well. It's it's huge. That Plus one's five, huge. yeah for each achievement for each yep. achievement. Yes, that is a huge. So I think I'm a, I'm about a hundred Slayer points away from that. Um, yep. Probably after this podcast will be is done, I'll have hit it. So uh, once I get past that wall, then I'm you know we'll see where else this this thing takes us. But there's, uh, that, uh, uh, yeah, there's more walls. Pretty close. There's uh, more walls. Like this wall has been a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the it's the souls that you need more that like you need that eight hundred more than you need the glove. Uh, you should yeah. like if you get to eight hundred before you get the glove, restart immediately because you'll get to yeah. the glove a lot faster. Uh, and holding out is just pointless. Uh, yeah, like there's there's a lot there's like 
quite a bit going into it, but it does feel quite grindy uh, mm. after a certain point. Like even like there's another wall shortly after that, I think. Not as big a wall, uh, but it is a sort of, it's a case. I, I, I don't know. I wonder if I, because, so uh, you've got this branching skill tree that you go down and, and you pick different things using your soul points, uh, which you get for slaying things. Uh, and mm -hmm. I have been, I have not been picking a lot of the idle ones. And I wonder if that's okay. been directly harming my, I've been picking the active stuff. And so right. the game feels like I make a lot more progress when I'm playing actively than when I'm idling. But that makes sense if I'm only picking active fucking talents as opposed to any idle shit. And at the same time, it just feels bad to spend soul points on idle stuff when I could spend, you know, I just spent a thousand and fifty like uh, points on a pair of things that will like significantly increase my soul gain. Hmm. Um, and that feels like a that feels like a smart plan versus yeah increasing my idol by two percent or some shit i don't know i on the other hand two percent over the the idol types i don't know it's it's yeah tricky it um, definitely feels a lot more active than some of the idol games or clicker games that i've i mean maybe not as much as a clicker game but idol games that i've played um in terms of You've got this character who is running uh, across the screen um, and it splits up like the coins are sometimes at a certain height uh, and sometimes the enemies are on the ground. Sometimes they're flying in the air and they're not always like in the same spot. So you've actually got to actively, I guess, engage with the game a bit more. Like you've got yeah. to get a sense of how, like when you should jump and time you jump. And sometimes like it even throws things at you where there'll be a bunch of coins and then directly after like the second coin, there'll be some enemies on the ground and you're like, oh fuck, I shouldn't have jumped. Like I should have stayed on yeah. the ground. Yeah. And, and you, like <laughs> you get pissed off when that happens. You're like, damn it, I, I should have waited. So I'm starting to learn a little bit more to sort of um, take my time with it, especially when you start getting like the magnet yeah. for the coins and you don't really have to be as precise with those jumps. You can sort of be... A little bit more lenient for the coins, and so anyway. just learning yeah. about that, yeah. Um, it just feels like it's a bit more active with the with the uh, skills as well that you can get yeah. the the little boxes that pop up, and it's like you know nine times coin uh, coins per second, or um, it'll give you something stupid like twenty nine times souls or things like that. And it feels like when you're active in the game, the thing you're talking about, spending more points into that side of it you do level up a lot quicker. Like you're getting more things quickly. Um, yeah. You're getting more upgrades or you're getting uh, your achievements quicker or you're getting um, just sort of the things that the game is trying to get you to spend as opposed to just letting idle and mm. then come back in three hours and being like, oh, I've got like an extra hundred souls and yeah. I can watch it an ad to get my double coins and all that sort of thing. Um, so actually playing, playing the idle game is seems more efficient at this stage at least compared to letting it just idle <laughs> yeah um which is interesting yeah yeah uh have you bought many of the soul upgrades for idle though i'm i'm literally at that choke point where it's got you need 800 souls yeah and i think the other choke point is like 6500 or something yeah. there's sort of like two have you branches, got everything but I've else done it. outside of that 
Oh, really? I've done everything outside of that. I was sort yeah. of beeline for 800. <laughs> yeah, I think I've made a mistake there. <laughs> so I got to that part. I was like, oh, I'll get there eventually. That's yeah, fine. Must, it must um, require like fucking 10K souls or some shit. Just, just, or 10K, yeah, souls for a single point. Like, it'd be fucking heinous. At, at your I don't think it's, yeah. It must be um, up there. I think it's, um, well, once you get past that, that eight, the legendary one, I think it's 800. Um, hmm. Below that, it's like 450. It's a lot lower, so... Yeah, there's there's a like so I've got the two below that, uh, four fifty yeah. and then six hundred or is it six fifty and four hundred whatever it is I got those two and that's increased my soul gain quite significantly and I might go through mm. and fill out the rest of them now. Um, the other thing I don't know if you've noticed but uh, yeah when you get that nine times bonus, um, if you if you collect coins, uh, you can reset your boost before yeah. you even like finish a boost but if you do yeah. th- in my experience three boosts is enough time for an- another box to show up yeah and if you can get like the fucking thousand times your belt percentage or something plus the- on top of the nine times that's it yeah, it that's the money ridiculous. like that's basically all I play for which I I don't know mm. maybe maybe that's not the most um, maybe that does like that's very active play, like very very yeah. active play, and I wonder if that, that's, that's what I'm doing. Active, you know, I'm all about the boxes. Oh yeah, 100%. I get up, I, I spend like 15 minutes looking there's for a, fucking boxes. There's a double box off the 800 as well that uh, right. you should have a look at. But um, yeah. the other thing is, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, yeah, if you go to like the uh, if you're just soul farming. Right, your best ones. Mm. There's two. Like you go through the portal, right? And there's two different levels that work best. There's hills, obviously, because you can uh, level up your monsters. You can level up both yep. the bee and the and the worm uh, to alpha worms and bumblebees, and then beta worms. And I haven't got the fucking next bumblebee yet. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, the other one, the other one's good is the jungle, because on the jungle. All of the enemies are on the ground. You've got yeah. like mushrooms and worms. And yeah. so you don't have to worry about jumping for enemies, which right. significantly improves your active soul game. Uh, because, yeah, like without having to jump for worms, there's no, no for bats or, or bees, there's no concern about like maybe missing a couple of bees. You just have to not jump if there's any fucking enemies on the screen. And the other thing is the right. last update included switch to land in landscape mode. Have you played landscape mode? No. <laughs> Your life is about to change. It is so much easier to see fucking boxes coming in landscape mode. Holy shit. Uh, they no longer appear like milliseconds before you're supposed to jump from. You're like, oh yeah, there comes a jo- uh, Here comes a box. I'll just fucking wait this shit out. And then you're like, uh, it's got like good button placement as well. Like the boost is shifted to the left, so it's sort of just below your left thumb. And uh, yeah, do you have to restart the game to get it to switch? Uh, no, it switches fucking mid game for me sometimes when I'm like playing in bed and I'll just like lean over too much. It'll just fucking tilt. Ta da! Right. Look. Ah, this is riveting right. fucking riveting audio podcast. 
How many times am I going to talk about how something's terrible for an audio podcast before I actually do anything about it? I don't fucking know. Not today, ladies and gentlemen. Not today. Anyway, Idol Slayer. Still enjoying it. I saw uh, the creator jumped into our um, our Discord to, yes. to thank us, which is nice. Plab. Uh, it was pretty cool, but um, we don't do it for the glory. We don't do it for the kudos. We do it because we are obsessed with idle games. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, that's available on <clears throat> Android and also, or at least the Google Store, uh, and on Steam. It's and in early Steam. access yeah. at the moment. Yep. Uh, it's um, free on free on Android. I When he jumped into our Discord, I bought the no ads version. Uh-huh. And uh, do you still get the the? Yeah, you still um, get double. Yeah, double. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is wow. Yeah. This has changed my life. Yep. Holy crap! Yeah. There's a setting in the options menu that you can press the auto rotates it. Uh, it was unticked for me. Oh, okay. So, the other, there's wow, another setting is- in there to like cap out at uh, rounded up purchases. Yeah. And it's so much better. It's so much better. You just set it on 50 and you'll auto buy to 50 as opposed to like, it doesn't matter how many you've bought instead of buying f- suddenly having 51 or something. Uh, you've just got straight to 50 or straight to 10 or whatever your next upgrade requ- uh, requires, which is yeah, yeah, significantly better. But yeah. All right. This has changed my play style completely because you can see so much more of the screen. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a little bit framing, I feel like. Oh, it's not, not for me, but. Or it could just be because I'm used to it the other way. It just seems a little slow. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll play it like this now. That's a lot better. Anyway, um, Idol Slayer, available now. What else do we have? Risk of Rain 2. Oh, yeah. This is uh, now um, out. Exited early access. Yeah. 1.0. This um, added in a, a new end level. And... Um, a couple of other things which I'm trying to find. Job might know about them all while I keep rambling a little bit. Uh, final stage, new survivor, yep. um, new That's items, it. equipment, and more. Like refined a bunch yeah. of stuff. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it was the the new the big ones are the new final level, the moon, and uh, the final level, the moon boss, whatever the fuck he's he's called. Plus, uh, yeah, once you beat that, you can unlock the captain. Uh, I've been reading that it's uh, broken at the moment. Um, that you okay. need high mobility or you will not finish that last level. Like straight up cannot finish that last level, which is good because I was playing last night. I uh, got about, I don't know, 35 minutes into a run. Uh, okay. And I was playing as the um, mercenary, the sword guy. Uh, mm-hmm. And I had just fully shit the bed on finding any fucking sprint. And it was driving me fucking bananas. Uh, it was dri- like, because that dude, his entire fucking game is moving quickly and I just couldn't fucking move for shit. I did have fucking seven extra jumps for some reason. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I didn't have uh, much of anything else and it was just dicking me about. And uh, yeah, it's good to know that if I'd made it, I'd made it to like the fucking um, third stage and I couldn't find the teleport away. If I'd made it to the fifth stage and then gone to the moon, I would have probably failed on a soft lock jump uh, or a soft right. lock uh, 
distance challenge, platforming challenge. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad I fucking bailed when I did to go play Warzone. But, um, yeah. <laughs> we talked about Risk of Rain a bunch already. Uh, my favorite thing about Risk of Rain 2 exiting early access was uh, when I um, loaded into the game. I immediately got... Yes. Uh, some <laughs> fucking... What's this? Seven... 38 achievements. I got... Yeah. <laughs> like, just straight off the I bat. I like that too. <laughs> It's yeah, like, like oh, cycling right. for fucking ages. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> this is good for my ego. I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, just mm. a fucking ton of fucking uh, achievements. Uh, which right. is, yeah, Do, weird. Does the game change difficulty depending on how many players are in the match? Like, is there any scaling happening? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think it adds more enemies or anything based on extra players. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, all right. We we should jump in and check out what else oh, has changed. Definitely. Um Yeah, I played I played like one round uh before we started podcasting. Yep. And um I, I think I just accidentally pressed the things I shouldn't have been pressing. It was like the make this level harder and I did all that right. like three times and then it nice. was I couldn't find the teleporter. Um mm. But I could find a a teleporter that looked like the thing that made the levels harder. So I just activated that, and it just summoned a couple bosses, and they just destroyed me. Once like, you, you summon the that. Challenger the Mountain uh, a couple of times, uh, yeah. the teleporter will look like that, and you're uh, okay. fucked. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the one I found. I was like, where's the other one? It D- doesn't look the same. It's still telling me. Yep. So fair enough. Um, uh, yeah. Good Lesson luck. learned. I deliberately the other thing I don't- summon the challenge of the mountain because I'm a fucking baller. Um, but that's that's why I had so many fucking jumps because uh, two bosses, they both ch- dropped fucking extra jumps. I just kept getting extra right. jumps. It was fucking the hoopoo f- feather. It was just How do you jumps, unlock jumps, um, jumps. like extra... There's like a talent tree or like a loadout tree or something like that. Is, is that just through playing a bunch or is it drops that automatically come out um because i i couldn't see like any experience sort of meter type system what, in what that loadout tree what when you select your character there's like a loadout oh you complete achievements like, like you complete like objectives for each character and it allows you to equip different like it's not like a loadout tree or anything it's just like alternate like yeah items and stuff um yeah so yeah a couple of them have a few different abilities and stuff. I don't know how big the changes are, like how much mm-hmm. they've changed everything. Um, but last time I was playing, uh, they there was like a... I think I talk, talked about this. There was this dude who could um, spit acid. This like frog dude who could spit acid. And he okay. was who I was playing. I didn't play as him yesterday. So I was afraid to find out whether or not they nerfed him because I think I spoke about this, but he could uh, animation cancel his own attack Mm. uh, halfway through the attack and uh, it would immediately reset. And so you could then, it had like a bit of forward momentum to it. And so you could like use that to move around the level, constantly attacking. You'd like basically... Attack 30% of the way, and as long as it made contact, it would hit. 
and then you'd animation yeah. cancel and then you just fucking keep doing that shit until you fucking, yeah, yeah. until everything was dead. It was hilariously broken. Uh, but I don't know if they've they've fixed that. Right. Hopefully they haven't. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, very keen to play more of it, but yeah, it only came out yesterday and uh, I was catching up. I was doing some other stuff. I was mm-hmm. chasing down other stuff, but uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Cool. Uh, next up, we have Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I'm still playing that. I'm about 15 hours deep in it. Um, I talked about it last week. Uh, I guess the the one thing I'll quickly mention as well is the the camera and movement issues that i was talking about oh yeah Um, yeah. so i i made a video after we finished recording that i sent to you yeah which was just basically like a this is kind of like what i'm experiencing um and just to sort of reiterate uh, recap that it was aloy is um the the way the sort of camera is positioned is very close to like her right shoulder and she's not necessarily centered in the middle of the screen um, she's more like when you start moving in that game, it's, it's like she's centered in the, the left sort of center of the screen. Um, and so when you press forward on the keyboard, she's not running towards the center of the screen necessarily. She's running more towards the center left of the screen. Um, and the, the issue there is when you start doing things like aiming at certain enemies in the game, or just trying to just direct yourself to somewhere you want to run to, uh, your natural instinct is to focus in the center of the screen where you want to be running uh, and move in that direction. But instead she's running to the sort of like the left middle. Um, but then on top of that, the camera moves around a bunch. So once you start getting control of Aloy and uh, not being in like a combat sort of situation, that's when the camera starts to shift around a bunch. And the video that I sent you, it shows it like starting off on the left-hand side of the screen, like left middle, and then it moves quickly. Well, it slowly moves towards the center. And then by the end of that video, it's like on the, like the camera is now on the left-hand side of her shoulder where she's on the right-hand side of the screen. It's just like really weird. Oh yeah. It was <laughs> like, I wanted to like, I kept watching, but I didn't want to watch. As soon as I could see it, I couldn't unsee it. And like yeah. I wasn't even controlling it, and it was like, ugh, like wrinkling my brain. It did not work. Right. Yeah. That's so uh, weird. So, yeah. Th- what I ended up doing was, and I think I might have talked about this last week, but I, I moved the FOV up to ninety, which alleviates the problem a little bit. Um, it's less. It's definitely less noticeable using a controller because you've got more um, directional control using the analog sticks as opposed to just pressing. W on a keyboard and her, and having her run in a straight direction. Um, so that's probably why it wasn't as a big problem on the PlayStation um, as opposed to here with using a mouse and keyboard. Uh, so I ended up doing like a quick voiceover onto that video and I just uploaded it on my my uh, YouTube channel and it, it had like 500 hits or something at this yeah. stage. Um, and... Uh, bunch of comments about 13 or 14 comments and the majority of people there was one person that said they didn't they didn't like the camera movement in red dead um (laughs) which is like the comparison that i said they said they like it better in this everybody else is like yeah this is like i noticed this i thought it was crazy type thing like i'm glad i wasn't the only one um 
so yeah, it's, it's definitely an issue that people have, have noticed, which is good. It wasn't just me being weird. Um, so, but, but I don't think that is necessarily like a, uh, like a port issue or anything like that. I mean, it could could be something they could have fixed up, but from the sounds of it, it was that's the way the camera worked in the PlayStation game. It's just more obvious on the PC when you've got a bit less control of the character. Um, but like in saying that, I'm still digging the game a lot, having fun with it. Um, really, really enjoy the combat in it. Like I said last week, the um, you know scanning the machines in the game and learning their weak points and stripping those parts off of them and, and you know having that affect their move sets or their abilities is is an excellent design choice that i you know i want more games to do i think it's really interesting and, and fun adds a like a interesting layer of strategy to the game um but having the having played this game more like it, it's a bad port it's a really bad port that i think does a lot of disservice to the game um like if this was the if this was the like the PlayStation 4 version wasn't a thing and this yeah. is the game that came out yeah it wouldn't have been as critically acclaimed as what Horizon Zero Dawn was cuz i feel like Horizon Zero Dawn was like a it's probably a 90 right something like that yeah on metacritic probably um 85 yeah let's have a, let's have a look while you talk yeah on on the PC yeah the performance is is not great. I might have said last week it run pretty good, mm. um, but this was in the starting areas. Like it was only a couple a couple of uh, hours in. I've now branched out of that starting area, started getting a bit more open, uh, open worldish. Um, it doesn't run great. Like a lot of the time, it's dropping below sixty frames per second. I've got a pretty pretty good piece. Not a pretty good. I'd say. An, an excellent PC, hmm. my build. It's it's uh, not even a, a year old. I built it in like December last year, a 2080 uh, graphics card, um, top of the line CPU, shitload of RAM. Like it's it's a really good PC. Yeah. Um, and it's struggling sometimes to hit 60 frames per second in, in this game. It's just optimized really poorly. On top of that, a lot of weird, like glitchy things that are going on. Um, I had one mission bug out on me because I stealth attacked somebody and she like threw them with her spear. Like she sneaks up and stabs them. Yep. And uh, when the animation finished, the body, when she threw it, it went into a wall and the body uh, was no, it wasn't accessible anymore because the body was just like inside of a building that like, you can get into. Right. Um, and so I needed to then go talk to a character and the character was trapped in like a uh, like a cage or like a prisoner. And the character's like, you need to go search the guards and find the key. And and I went back upstairs and the uh, the quest marker was inside the building that I couldn't get into. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> All right, what do I do now? Um, oh, luckily, I was I just restarted the mission and did it again. But just like weird things like that where it's just, doesn't feel as polished as what we expected or were used to on the PlayStation. Um, so uh, it just doesn't, it just feels a bit jankier. It doesn't feel as smooth. So it's kind of disappointing from what, like all the things I heard about the, the um, like the death stranding port, that being really good mm. and that sort of stuff. I, I, uh, I was kind of expecting a bit more from this one. And I hope that, uh, I mean, I hope that they, uh, they at least pay a bit more attention to the PC ports 
and uh, you know, going forward now that it seems like Sony's going to be potentially putting a lot more of their games out on PC after its like major release. Um, so yeah, I just don't want sloppy like renditions of their tentpole releases being you know half-assed on the the PC because there's there's huge potential on the PC. It, it, it almost can have like a second life. Yeah. Um, on there so yeah it's kind of disappointing that's like that but otherwise i'm having fun with it i'm, I'm looking forward to getting to the like the dlc content because that was the stuff that i never got around to um so i'm curious to see what that game or that like content is like but um yeah i'm, I'm enjoying it it's just a bit uh, uh it's a bit a bit finicky a bit flaky all right so next up um a few weeks ago i talked about uh carry on well we both talked about carry on um, and I ended up doing a review on that, and in that review, I talked about um, Dead by Daylight, mm. and you said that after you checked out that review, um, you wanted to go revisit Dead by Daylight for some reason. Uh, do you want to talk about that exactly? Why? What happened there? What was uh, the thinking? I think I think I just you know the idea of a horror game sort of uh, appealed to me, and like uh, yeah. You talking about it reminded me of, uh, of the game. And, uh, yeah, like, I just hadn't played in so long. And I just sort of went down a bit of a rabbit hole looking into just how far it had come um, since since it first came out, since I last played it, which was a, a little bit after it first came out. Because mm. I played it at launch or when it first, like, when it released. Uh, I played yeah. it. You reviewed it for GameSpot. And I reviewed it for GameSpot, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then I fell off for, for a little bit, returned for the Michael Myers DLC, and yeah. uh, played again a bit because, I don't know, I like Halloween. And uh, I thought he was a, a good idea for a killer, and it he's a fucking good Turns idea out he for was. a killer. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I just hadn't touched it. I, I, it must have been maybe three and a half years since I last played it. But, um, yeah, I pitched uh, to GameSpot. I pitched doing a re-review because I reviewed it for them. And four years have passed. And I know they do re-reviews for some games that have stood the test of time. I thought Dead by Daylight was one that I think deserved another look. Because I gave it a mm. six when it first came out. Um, but uh, over time, uh, they literally fixed everything i complained about yeah like yeah so doesn't it deserve fucking another look i think so um i think we've been talking about the the nature the static nature of game reviews on this podcast a little bit thanks to some some good questions and yeah so we yeah why not why not go back in um so i pitched it to them and they said hey um cool idea we really need a review of grounded and I said, all right. Um, this other horror game. <laughs> uh, all right, if you insist. And so I played Grounded uh, and uh, reviewed that for them. And then I was yeah, able to go on to Dead by Daylight. And so I've been playing that a bunch, with the exception of uh, a significant amount of my weekends, almost my entire weekend. Uh, primarily what I've been playing lately is Dead by Daylight. Um, and like Fall Guys has actually been subbing in for me as a game I play, uh, to calm down 
from Dead by Daylight, mm. which isn't super helpful uh, because Fall Guys tilts the fuck out of me. And then I wind up going back to Dead by Daylight to calm down from Fall Guys. It, that is a that's a vicious circle. I got ulcers on yeah. top of ulcers at this point. But anyway, did, so did jump you back know in the- Dead by Daylight? Because you reviewed it when the game launched. Yep. I reviewed it um, for a Halloween-themed thing we were doing on Survivor. Yep. Um, it, w- it was maybe... It was a couple months after yeah. Dead by Daylight. Um, but you are the lowest score on Metacritic for Dead by Daylight, and I am the highest score on Metacritic <laughs> for Dead by Daylight. <laughs> uh, that is gold. That's what you get out of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the fucking yeah. the spectrum. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we jump back in and uh, yeah, like I've played a bunch on my own. I played a bunch with you. Um, you made the fucking greatest suggestion. They need a two killer mode, and mm. then we could play killers together. Because as it is, we're sort of forced to only play survivors together. But uh, yeah, just been playing it. Um, stacks uh since yeah since last week and just getting right back into it i think uh i was like torn so the i think the biggest thing so obviously so the big things i complained about back in my 2016 review was the lack of the ability to group like play with friends party up with friends when we were playing back in the day uh when it first came out we were sort of randomly queuing into games together yeah. mm-hmm. um, sort of the way you do you try to find the same server in PUBG uh, you try yeah. to join at the same time type thing or try to match make at the same time it doesn't always work it's it's annoying as fuck um, so yeah we uh, they fixed that and uh, the other thing I complained about was player hosting and I don't know if they'd fixed that by the time you did your review for Survivor uh, no. no that, that dedicated was- servers are only new yeah, they're pretty new, but they do... Like, the game has dedicated servers now. You play on a dedicated yep. server, uh, and it is a significantly better experience as a result. Like, significantly better. I mean, there's... Uh, ignoring the fact that, like, player-hosted games are always worse than dedicated servers, uh, there's, like, none of the little things that were going on. Back when it first came out, there was also no, like, regional matchmaking consideration. It would just find anyone which i think made group matchmaking that much harder but would find anyone from around the world playing fucking dead by daylight at that moment who wanted to play Mm. and dump you in a game together and the amount of times i got dumped into games like i would i'd ask at the end i'd be like hey where are you from i'd be like gg where are you from and mm. the killer would be like, oh, Italy. And I'm like, that explains <laughs> yeah. a fucking lot. Yeah. That explains they, they also what- didn't have a um like a, any ping system or like yeah. lobby information to be like, hey, this is where this this is how much lag you're gonna have. You kind of just had to get into the game, start yep. moving, and be like, oh, this doesn't oh, feel well. well. I've teleported backwards. <laughs> this one's yeah. not gonna work. Uh yeah, but, it didn't work. So the quality well. of life stuff is is in there now. Yeah, a lot. A lot of quality of life stuff. They could still do so much more. Like the 
the amount of like little things it's it's crazy to me how it makes me wonder i know they're not a big team but it makes me wonder if they play other games very much because Mm. like even just a matchmaking estimate doesn't exist you just like you just sit there and wait yeah i'm glad i've got two screens because i can alt tab and wait for it to load like wait for the screen to to change to the loading screen so i know i've actually found a game um mm. like it's it i just don't understand why that doesn't exist why there isn't a fucking countdown like every every game that does matchmaking by default should have it i think and it's odd that over the course of four years dead by daylight never added it but i don't think like it's not a deal breaker or anything it's just, and I think it's one that's like, it's an issue that is particularly exacerbated by a very, very current fucking problem. Like mm-hmm. it's, I didn't, so my review will go up, I presume before the weekend, but I've got no fucking idea. Um, so in that case, before you listen to this podcast, probably, um, and I won't, I, I don't talk about I don't talk about some things. I mean, it's a review. You can't talk about everything. Um, GameSpot doesn't, you know, prefers me to not do my 4,000 word screeds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they they know what they like. And I, you know, it's my job to fucking give them what they, they want. They're the people with the money. Um, so yeah. I try to tailor it to their thing. But on the other hand, the other thing that is you'll see in this review is that I won't talk... I don't go in too hard on the skill-based matchmaking system. I do talk about it quite a bit, and I do criticize Mm. them specifically for it, but I do not drag them over the coals for it because it did eventually rectify itself. I do think that the initial fucking experience it creates is woeful, but once it levels out, I don't think it's better, but... It's uh, like certainly better than it is when it's not working, but I don't think it's better than it was previously. I do not think it is an improvement, but it's very difficult to tell whether or not it is an improvement or not. So I don't go in too much on that, right? Because I think over like it does level itself out eventually. uh, And while the initial experience is fucking woeful, yeah, once it gets to a level, it's it's good. I think it's good. Um, yeah. I do think that skill-based matchmaking has directly exacerbated fucking wait times for matchmaking. I don't know yeah. how, but uh, yeah, I noticed that while I was getting shit matches, uh, and it's still happening while I'm a survivor. I don't know. I don't know how many fucking games as a survivor I'm supposed to play because it apparently doesn't matter. So to clarify, in the last two weeks. Basically, as soon as I like pitched uh, the idea of re-reviewing Dead by Daylight, uh, behavior inter- like introduced this fucking skill-based matchmaking system. Yeah, it's very recent as well. It was only like five days ago or something, six days ago, right? Yeah, and people aren't happy, generally speaking, about the skill-based matchmaking. Can I just quickly say something? Do it. Because uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's an update going out and they will be disabling matchmaking on all platforms. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> well, okay. That's 
uh, which which is probably already out. It said 10, 10 a.m. today, Eastern time. So that's that's way gone. So they've they've disabled matchmaking, which uh, God. I guess is good <laughs> for me at least. Not for you because your review talks about matchmaking. I'm gonna have to do a big fucking yeah, big edit. Shit. Well, and I don't, I don't think you need to edit it. I think you just add a um a thing at the top that says like since since this was written, they've disabled the matchmaking for this moment. Uh, I, will I guess pitch, you need to talk to your editor I will about pitch, it. I will pitch the idea of me writing a single sentence <laughs> to, to yeah. fix my review. I'll definitely pitch that because it's way less work. But, uh, yeah, no, or I don't think they're going to go don't, for it. Have you already submitted it? I have. Just don't say anything. Just keep it on the download. <laughs> don't, sh- don't tell them. And then once it goes live, be like, oh, by the way. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, classic. Um. I'm also going to have to play more of the game to see if my theories about the matchmaking are true. Anyway, that's oh, that's fucking good. Anyway, um, we should yeah, we should jump in afterwards and yeah. see what's changed. <laughs> Holy shit! Anyway, um, uh, I've I've forgotten my point. What I was driving at. It Basically, they the introduced skill based matchmaking, <laughs> and uh, it, it yeah. It yeah. exacerbated a few times, and yeah, I think it, it illuminated to me the need for a fucking hey, uh, this is how long you're expected to wait for a queue uh, to to queue into a match. I was like, it was after after it had seemed to start putting me into actual skill rated games uh, as a killer. Yeah. Um. After that, the queue times were about 30 seconds. I was waiting about 30 seconds for a new game. Before that, it was like two to four minutes. Yeah, I'm waiting about four minutes at peak time in America. Yeah, that's that's wild. I I honestly think it is unable to, like, if it hasn't worked out your skill rating, it's unable to work out how to put you into a match. Hmm. I think that's and and then it eventually just dumps you in whatever match, and that's why you wind yeah. up in games with. So as like before, it worked out my skill rating, and this was the issue that I, I do. I, you are not going to see this fucking version of the review anymore, dear listener. Uh, like it's just it's not like I guarantee you they will not publish it. But uh, which is annoying, but it is what it is. Um, what was happening was I would as a killer get put against a bunch of surviving with friends or party match made. Uh, I believe they changed it from surviving with friends uh, as a name. Uh, Party match made rank one survivors who would, like you'd see at the end, at the end screen, they'd have the perfect perk builds. They'd have brought fucking items. They'd burn fucking uh, all kinds of shit. They all had fucking decisive strikes, so I could never fucking, even if I did get one of them down, they'd fucking get out of it immediately. And at the yeah. end, at the GG screen, uh, it would be- Everybody's the- teabagging you. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Surprising, like, I th- at the start, when I first, like, the first couple of groups were all teabagging, and then I'd get to the fucking end screen, and I'd be like, this seems like it was a fair match. Uh, and they'd be like, oh shit, sorry, man. 
GG. And then <laughs> every game after that, it, it stopped happening. Like people weren't G like GGing anymore. And I noticed like they were they were fucking with me, but they weren't they weren't teabagging. They weren't like infinite looping me or anything like that. They weren't doing any of the dickhead shit. As soon as they realized that I was some sort of fucking like mid-rank fucking killer, right? I'm not I'm not Luke. Luke is like a god killer, right? I am hey, not and Luke. survivor. And yes, survivor. Very good survivor. Yes. You're a far better killer than you are a survivor, but Oh yeah. But anyway, um yeah, like after after they realized that I was a mid-tier killer and I'd been like outranked or they'd been matched incorrectly yeah they they wouldn't infinite loop me and they'd leave me on these chases and like half the time they like lead me back into a cluster of them and i could tell that this was happening on purpose right like i am good enough at dead by daylight to know when things are happening the way they shouldn't right like i i'm not yeah i'm not good enough to change the stakes as a result but i'm good mm. enough to know and like i think it definitely improved how i played and, and stuff like that I, I learned as a result of playing against these rank one survivors over and over and over again um but yeah it was not a like preferable learning experience and it was only because they played down to my level that yeah. i was able to to have any fun at all uh, the first, yeah, the first two games against rank one survivors and I played over and over again against rank one survivors. Uh, the first two games were just awful and yeah, like immediately, uh, yeah, I got in, uh, to the, the end game chat and while I was typing up, I can't believe I got match made like this. They'd be like, um, isn't there supposed to be skill-based matchmaking? Why are we getting matched against shit cunts? Etc. 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 I'm like, GG. <laughs> not crazy about this matchmaking. And then they, despite being rank one, apparently they don't go to have a look at what perks the killer had, and they eventually go across to have a look at what perks the killer had, and the the killer had whatever I had on Michael Myers, like whatever I have available on Michael Myers, because I haven't like maxed him out or anything. Um, mm. And yeah. I don't know. Um, and like garbage and they're like, oh yeah, sorry, man. Oh shit. Yeah. That's how bad. And yeah, eventually fucking the odds changed. People like, I think that's the thing, right? That's, that's what I wound up really, really liking about Dead by Daylight. And I wrote about this in, in my review. You will probably, I'm, I'm going to have to fucking rewrite so much, so much of this fucking review. It is very fucking upsetting. But um, <clears throat> what I did like uh, is that, like, people play to the, like, people have more fun in Red Dead by Daylight when they're playing to the, the theater of the game, playing to the level of yeah. the game, like playing a version of the game work. that is having more fun. And, like, I think I do directly learned this by uh, watching a, a streamer called True Talent. True Talent, yeah. Uh, he's he's a pretty chill dude. I, he ranges out a bit, but he's a fairly chill dude, and he has a really good attitude about like you know copying to your own mistakes, not getting hung up on the mistakes of your like teammate survivors, and yeah, not 
not getting tilted because at like as a killer because you you at the end of the day just want to sort of play a version of the game that is fun for everyone and mm-hmm. like he it's you know he doesn't do that all the time uh he definitely fucking tilts out and stuff but i i think it was very good for changing my mindset uh from oh i'm just getting bodied by these fucking group ones uh these rank ones all the time this is the fucking worst and i was like mm. spiraling uh towards like i'm i can't believe i'm gonna have to fucking tank i'm I pitched a re-review and I'm going to give it a fucking lower score. This can't be fucking possible. There has to be something off here. And obviously, yeah, it's changed significantly once the skill rating worked its shit out. But also, before I got to that point, while I was on my journey to no longer being ranked against people who had thousands more hours in the uh, hours in the game than me while I was on that yeah. journey yeah i changed my attitude to okay all i'm really trying to do it doesn't like i don't have to get i don't have to kill everyone it doesn't i don't care about pips i don't care about like yeah. fucking ranking up i actually literally don't i don't know why i'm investing so much of my time and energy and attention into my ability to play at a level that I'm clearly not at yet. So it doesn't matter. And what I should concentrate on is just sort of having fun. And so I wound up like, I created, like I created, I looked at afterwards, but I created this, this, this yeah. build of Michael Myers where I use like the shattered mirror. So he never exits rank one. And I was like, and and he can see them, uh, see survivors when he stalks with, uh, like, inside of thirty-two meters of him, he can see them, and yeah, I was like just highlights like, them. Yeah, it highlights them through like walls and stuff. And so I was just like fucking sneaking up on them, and then like fucking popping out of the fucking out of the way because they changed Michael Myers. I don't know when, but at some point, he doesn't have any terror radius. At level, right. at, at level one. Like, even within one, he has no fucking terror radius. It's zero okay, now. Cool. So they can't hear him at all. And so I was able to get, like, super... Like, especially when they were doing, like, the indoors fucking uh, Jennies. <laughs> I would, like, get, like, fucking a wall away and then just step out next to them. And I wouldn't even, like, strike Don't them. Attack. And you see them fucking, that. like... <laughs> shit their pants we had a game against a dude who did this and i shit my pants it was fucking phenomenal yeah. i and think it was... i've got it on video <laughs> i think i've got like you running in the corner and you can see him like standing there and you just scream i've got to look through my footage i i, I want to see this i desperately want to see it um yeah like it is that is like, there is literally no game like it. There's no game that comes close to that experience. The experience of getting to be the fucking slasher in a slasher film. Like, and literally just fucking with people. And everyone has a better time for it. Like, and it is to yeah. everyone's... It is mutual, mutually beneficial. And, like, it can't... Like, nothing, nothing comes close. And I think that's fucking yeah. amazing. Right. And yeah, like once I changed my mindset, it was huge for me. It was such a big deal. Um, Well, the game tries to like incentivize you to play that way as well, because 
you get points for um there's like a bunch of different ways the game sort of scores you in terms of uh, how many points you get at the end of the game. And for the killer, it's not just like um, downing players. It's like chasing them and stalking them and, and all that sort of stuff. And if, if you play the game purely just to down everybody and kill everybody in the first two minutes and stand there and camp a hook while you, you know, what you do is you you down a survivor, you, you pick them up, you put them on a hook somewhere if you just stand there and camp that hook, yeah, like the game incentivizes you not to do that. Like that's, or not only is it playing the game badly, but the game tries to defer, like uh, steer you away from doing that. Um, so they've got all these things in there where it's like you need to play it this specific way, and you'll you can play it if you want to play it that way. But if you if you play it this way, where everybody's having more fun, you're gonna level up quicker. You're gonna get cooler things to use, like. They do a really good job of that. And the good thing about it is that, like, you, like, because I, like, these, I mean, it's not like people are toxic only once they reach rank one. So when I was finally skill level matched, uh, I had a game where I only hooked one person and I hooked him right at the last second, like literally at the fucking, the thing. And I only, the only reason I hooked him, I was going to let, let them all go, right? I had, I had maxed out chase, maxed out uh, hit, uh, damage, yeah. like damage dealt, because I'd been like kicking fucking, I'd literally been cycling. They had one Jenny left and I'd been cycling between them and kicking the Jennies uh, to like reset them. Because they, they mm. only went, they kept going to this, this one Jenny, like over and over again. Three of them would go there. So I'd kick it. Yeah. And then just sort of hover near it uh, to make sure that it, it would bleed enough. And then I'd go and patrol the... There was only like three Jennies left total. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, I'd go back around. And so I was trying to push them to go do... To split and do the other two generators. But they just kept coming back to this one. And so every time... I'd always like catch one of them with a hit and they must have had self heal or something. I'm not sure what it was, but they were constantly back at full health. And I, I'd stand there, build up my fucking evil within the evil within like just shy of three. Uh, yeah. When Mike, my Michael Myers reaches three, he's a uh, Insta down. Um, yeah. So he doesn't need two hits to down people. So I build it up to 99%. And then when I'm like one step away from someone, I finish it off and then stab him. Cause that, you can tell, Michael Myers' current like state, based on how he's mm. holding his knife. If, it's, if he's holding his knife upwards, he's in evil within one or two. If he's holding it downwards, he's in evil within three, and he will stab you yeah. to death. So I walk up to him, and they think they're just going to get slashed, and then I pop, stabby, put him down, instant down, yeah. And then I'd walk away, right? And I was like, they made a mistake. They put like all the Jennies were really close to one another. Uh, yeah. All these last generators were very close to one another. So it was very easy to patrol between them. Anyway, I maxed out chase. I maxed out uh, damages. I maxed out hits. Uh, and I think I got like three quarters on hooks. And then mm -hmm. I stopped hooking them because they were the when you get hooked a third time, you're instant dead. And so I stopped yeah. hooking them and I was slugging. Uh, which is letting them crawl around like a slug, uh, and they'd mm -hmm. all like get a, get each other back up again and then heal back up, yeah. and I'd come back and like 
stabbed the one that I hadn't stabbed last time. And yeah, they eventually got out because it turns out like I, I had no idea about this, but there's a maximum amount of evil within that you can like grab from people. Mm. It caps out. Like you can't yeah. do it forever. Like I did understand like as you, so as Michael Myers, you build up your evil within by stalking someone, by holding down a, on the right mouse button. Uh, and the more you do it to one person, they like sort of turn red. What I thought happened was you had to go stalk someone else, right? And that would allow you, like that would unread them. But no, eventually all all of them were red. And so I couldn't get to evil really? within. Really? That's yeah. different. Okay. Um, I couldn't get to evil within three. And so I couldn't one hit down them anymore. So I was slack. I had them all injured, but they managed to get the generators open. Uh, and uh, they got an exit door open and they were all standing there in the fucking, in the thing, uh, in the exit, like right close to the exit, teabagging. So I like slashed mm. one dude and carried him over to the fucking hook, hooked him, put him on the hook and then fucking off we go, right? Uh, game over. Get to the uh, end screen and I like, I type GG and they're like, fuck you slugger. One of them hits me with fuck you slugger. The other one, like another one hits me with like, oh, I couldn't even, like, couldn't even get fucking two of us. You're shit cunt. But you look at the score screen, right? And I had more points than all of them. So I, it didn't matter to me. And I had yeah. the best fucking fun, right? Like yeah. I, I didn't need to hook them. I was fucking, fucking about like the whole time. I was just, I was having a good time. If mm. they changed their, if they shifted their attitude, they would have had as much fun as well, right? It seemed like they were tilted because one of them got hooked. But I, I almost feel like I just like a, I would have let them all walk away if they hadn't been teabagging. And B, like, yeah, I almost deserve a fucking hook after that performance. Like, <laughs> yeah, I almost deserved the fucking sacrifice. Like, yeah, it was pretty fucking odd. But like, yeah, like I said. I had a lot of fun, and that is key to me. That is key to how Dead by Daylight is supposed to work. I hmm. like it's a, it will never be an esport, and trying to play it like an esport is devastating to your experience with it. And it's why I keep shifting from Four Guys to Dead by Daylight, and vice versa, because they're both the same. Like you both, you have to have the same mentality in both of them. But I reach, I can't stop myself. I've reached a fucking point where I'm like, fuck this shit. I sh I'm yeah. just going to fucking quit. Play I'll go play Fall Guys. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is like, it's a phenomenal game. There's definitely issues, I guess. Um, mm. Like I said, you know, there's a lot of, like they've made so many quality of life changes. But... There are so many others, uh, and I don't know why they don't exist. Obviously, skill-based matchmaking, they've fixed that. I don't know why, in the first place, if, like, skill-based matchmaking is designed to give people a relatively fair experience, and I understand mm -hmm. why they would want to implement it, right? And I wrote about this in the version of the review nobody will ever fucking see but like the reason it didn't work in call of duty 
is because it was too narrow. And when it's too narrow, like narrow skill-based matchmaking only works when you have an, another, an external incentive to work towards. The only reason you want to play against the sweatiest cunts alive every single game is if you are working towards something greater, which is a rank, right? Yeah. It works. Which is when- why those games are split up to ranked and casual. Exactly. That's why, yeah, when you're playing Rainbow Six or fucking Counter-Strike or League of Legends, Dota, et cetera, et cetera, you play ranked or you play casual. And you play casual when you don't want to play the sweatiest fucking game of all time. But if you if the only option is sweat, people are going to fucking get upset. Dead by Daylight had the opposite fucking... Like, they only have a ranked mode, right? They don't, they don't have a quick match mode. And it's it's fine. Like, it's actually fine most of the time because Dead by Daylight works better when you are matched against people of similar skill or playtime who understands the same like mechanics on on the same vague level as you. Yeah. But they went too broad with it on the outset. They there were no fucking ranking matches. You didn't have ten matches against people of disparate fucking ranking. Um. Like, in Rainbow Six, you can't even play ranked until you reach level 30. Or yeah. League of Legends is, is the fucking same. Like, there was none of that, right? It was just like, mm-hmm. oh, we don't have a ranking for you, so you're playing with these cunts. Uh, and the, you know, it didn't have a ranking for one guy out of the four-person survive with friends, and they're all rank ones. So I was like, well, you're playing with this fucking, this dipshit, this fucking rank 15 moron. See how you Mm -hmm. go with this one. And I just kept doing it over and over again while I was trying to find that ranking. And that was too broad. It was a fucking huge error. They could have fixed it very easily by A, oh my God, delete everyone's fucking ranks. So at least at the end, I don't go... Oh, what happened? Oh, right. They're all fucking red-ranked survivors. It's all making sense now. Or, oh, yeah, it was a red-ranked killer. I never had a fucking hope on this one. Hmm. Uh, that explains why he constantly knew what I was like, what goofy fucking thing I was trying to pull off. Because uh, he'd seen it all before in the 16,000 <laughs> hours he'd played in this game already. Like, yeah, yeah it all it's all coming together. It's all fucking clear now. But, like, they... If, if it had all been just new players or people who had, like, oh, you've played zero hours in the last two weeks. Like, how hard is it to fucking rate people against hours played in the last two weeks, right? You're still going to get some fucking sweats. It's still going to happen, but it won't be every fucking game. Mm. I don't understand how anyone let this one go through without asking that question. What is the first time player user experience going to be like? Oh, uh, we're going to push him in the deep end, but instead of a pool filled with water, it's filled with sharks that can survive in lava and also it's it's lava. And we just fuck them, right? My new plan is fuck everyone who's new to this game, apparently, yeah is the mission statement at Behavior Interactive. Because, yeah, it just it was a 
it was woeful for new players and returning players. Like, just yeah, insane. Because I fit in that returning players category because mm. I've got, uh, I think it's 250 hours in the game. Yep. But that's, that's split across um, four years, right? Yeah. And also split across me playing a crap load of it the first, I don't know, six, seven months. We talked about it a lot back when it came out. Um, and every once in a while, I sort of dipped in. I haven't returned to it for quite a while now. Yep. But even then, like I would main, I would main a killer, right? And I've got yeah. a bunch of killers that are like um, uh, prestiged, I think they call it, yep. uh, or, or legend or something like that. But I don't play a lot of Survivor. So when we, you and I, jump in together to play Survive with friends, um, I've only just hit the level cap on two of the Survivors while we were playing together, and yep. so. I'm not. I, I wouldn't say I'm. I'm okay. Like I've I've played a lot of killer. I know how survivors run around and what, what and all that sort of stuff. But I'm not great as a survivor because I'm. Yeah. I'm still learning all that stuff. Um, yeah. And so we would jump into a game, and like, be matched up against rank one killers when we haven't played in like two years or something like yeah. that against killers that we haven't seen before. Uh, you know, game mechanics have changed. They've added different types of abilities in there and things like that. And we're just like, all right, fair enough. Um, for the most part, um, like we, we weren't doing terribly. Like I don't think we, when you and I were playing this, we didn't have any games where we just got destroyed. Where it's like one. we didn't get any we generators done. We had one, right? Did we? Uh, yeah, it was against um, the Demogorgon. Yeah, yeah. We got fucking yeah. ripped up on that one. Yeah, that dude. I, I still don't understand how he works. I, all I know is yeah, that I was I fucking know. dead. Like, he'd show up and I was dead. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would see him disappear because yeah, I had the- I had an aura that yeah. shows me when uh, where the killer is and then where the uh, survivors are. And I would see him disappear. And I'm like, all right, where's he gone? <laughs> What's happening now? Yeah, um, like, you survived for a long time on that one, but we still got fucking obliterated. Like, we, you were- Yeah, we didn't do anything. <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah, I don't think we got it. Did we, we got, like, one gen, maybe? Yeah. And it was like- Literally, you and me were the last ones left, and I'm like, dude, just fucking get a gen and find the fucking find the hatch. You also, I don't think you need to get one gen for a hatch anymore. Right. I'm pretty sure you no longer need that. I'm not sure. And the killer can close the hatches. That's good. I like that. I like that too. Uh, yeah, that's a good change. Yeah, because you should just count the the hatch before. Yeah. Like I would see games go for fucking ten to fifteen minutes of just people standing there. Hang out next to the hatch, yeah. I mean, there's that famous stream where somebody would just camp a hatch. It went for, like, fucking hours. Right, (laughs) They were just sitting. They both just left their game on. Um, But, like, yeah, just the notion of coming back after such a long time and being like, all right, I've got to try and relearn how to play this game as, you know, a survivor and and trying to figure out all that sort of stuff. Um, It just wasn't a great experience, but... Um, obviously they've they've switched that off now, so they've obviously listened to the community. It took them, I think, too long to respond. I didn't see any response from uh, the community manager there at all about it, uh, which is quite yeah. disappointing because it's been it's been running for quite a while now. So that's a bit crap. But otherwise, like I've had a huge amount of fun with it. Like the the you've talked about like the quality of life changes, but. One of the things that were a big problem back when we were playing, or when I was playing, hmm. was the uh, like the infinite loops and things like that. Yeah. Um, where you could basically find uh, the, the maps are sort of like tile sets 
they're not always the same map. They're sort of randomly generated a little bit. They're, they interchange with one another. So they look a little bit differently. And uh, sometimes people would find tile sets that you could sort of juke around and infinitely run and just like avoid the killer infinitely. And so yeah. their solution to that was um, have the entity, uh, sort of like the game director, um, block off a section of the thing you're running around if you go through it too many times. So if it's right. like a window ledge, uh, it blocks off the window and you can't do it anymore. And that was one of the, the solutions. And I think that's that's a good solution. That fixes your like map um, your issues with maps straight away. And and uh, anytime. The, what is it called? The fucking entity collapse or the the end game collapse? End game collapse mm. as well. Like you could. Like you can still loop killers for a while. Like you, you yeah. like that doesn't kick in for a little bit. So if you're near the end, um, you can go find like the shed, the shed loop, right, with the pallet, uh, um, and like not don't drop the pallet. Keep flipping through that. Keep looping through that for a little while, and mm-hmm. like even when. The, the entity does block off the window you drop the pallet and you've got enough space to get away uh a lot of the time like most most of the time you know these survivors are holding on to all kinds of fucking perks like adrenaline and shit yeah. um but the uh end game collapse is a bar that counts down once the exit gates are powered or is it the first the once the first one opens uh yep. it, it starts to count down and so you do not have infinite time anymore. You can't loop mm-hmm. forever. And so you will have to leave and go to a gate. And you, if you've been looping a fucking killer, you're absolutely not going to fucking uh, get to open a gate. So either you better hope they're both open or you go to the correct one and you better hope that's fucking close to you because otherwise... You are fucking dead. The killer will absolutely uh, catch you and do you. And probably Mm -hmm. fucking face camp you if you've been looping him at the end of the fucking game. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, that's that's another good solution. And, like, in general, they reworked how levels are laid out um, and, and, like, they fixed a lot of, like, just the the loops in general. I mean, there are... uh, there are only a couple of fucking infinite loops that are left, right? Like hmm. uh, that shed one in particular, I think they can't get rid of, right? Because it's the way the, the shed is made. Uh, but like- But even, also you can't do it forever. Yeah. So yeah, but they've, they've fixed, like they've largely fixed that situation. It still leads to some shitty behaviors and play and stuff. And yeah, it's, it's just one of those things like- yeah, in, in, in my review, I wrote, you know, it's uh, one of the negatives was, is um, it's not balanced and it can't be balanced. But that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing, right? Like, at the end of the day, it will never be a balanced game. But as long as you play it with the right fucking mindset, the right headspace, it's not yeah. the worst thing in the world. Uh, as long as you're still having fun, as long as you realize it's never going to be a fucking eSport. As long yep. as you're not trying out for team solo mid every time you fuck play it, you're going to have a lot more fun, which is good. And it winds up being a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is a fucking phenomenal game. I bought two killers. I bought oh, uh, the Executioner. 
Right, from um, um, Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Head. Yeah. And I bought Freddy Krueger. Uh, oh, yeah. He got reworked. I don't like him. <laughs> oh, I, I don't really understand how to use him very well, uh, but I feel like like he can teleport to any Jenny uh, on the map oh, that okay. hasn't been done, uh, um, which is pretty cool if you've got some idea of where they are, but it winds up like you take so long to do the teleport and it feels like... Uh, I'm just uh, maybe I just don't understand him very well, but yeah, it just feels like the power up for the teleport is so lengthy that it's very difficult to actually you know catch someone out on it or whatever. Um, right, execution is fucking hilarious though. He, he leaves these uh, these trails on the ground, uh, like you drag your fucking sword through the ground and it puts all this fucking barbed wire everywhere, and if anyone runs over it. Uh, they get put in the injured state, and uh, you can see them, so you can track them. It's got like that okay. fucking blinking thing. Um, but the other thing he does is he can send like a, I think it's an eight meter long uh, wave attack. That's not yeah. very long, but it goes through walls and stuff, and so you wind up oh. in this situation where like some some person is like sitting on the other side of a pallet from you. You just fucking hit him and uh, put him down. And the third thing he does is uh, instead of hooking someone, he can send them to the cage of atonement or something. And it's yeah. like, uh, it's, a, it's like a hook, uh, but you can't like use any of your hook abilities and you get sent to the cage and there's like four of them on the map. And uh, yeah, I think the, the learning curve with him is you don't know where those fucking cages are on every map. So I don't know mm -hmm. where people are sent to. So I can't like go check on them. So I don't know when they like, I only know where they've been sent once they get out of it. Cause I see the fucking escape fucking thing. But uh, yeah, or I think, I think I've seen the escape. I don't know. Anyway, um, but he's still, he's pretty cool. And I feel like he's pretty, pretty scary and people like freak out. Uh, when like when he's rolling up on them, um, the only problem is with the matchmaking. It was individual to each killer. Okay. So if I don't play as Michael Myers with the skill based yeah. matchmaking, it reset me back into the dumb fucking random pool, and I stopped getting put with people around my skill level again. So when I'm I started okay playing as the, uh, no, no, it makes sense. Yeah, every yeah. killer should definitely have a skill base, like their specific skill rating, 100%. Yeah. But it was particularly fucking aggravating when I'm learning a killer for the, like playing a new killer for the first time and everyone I'm playing against is rank one again, uh, especially after I'd spent so long working my way out of that fucking nightmare as uh, Michael Myers. So, yeah. Anyway, he's a cool killer. I'm very happy with him. Um, right. Yeah. Otherwise, I, um, yeah, I only ever play as the one survivor, Meg. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I, uh, I've got a couple of, like two survivors, Meg and can't remember who the other one was. Um, that I sort of play as one of the other ladies, but yeah, the 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 killers is where I like to play a lot of. Um, I mm. jumped in and played more of the pig, which is from uh, Saw, the Saw film. Oh um, yeah, I like that one because it's. She's got a stealth ability where she crouches. Um, she's not as quick, but her terror radius kind of disappears. And you can sneak up to people and do like this lunge attack. 
And then when you down them, you can put a reverse bear trap on their head, like from the movies. And uh, once they get free and running around again, there's these like little saw um, stations that are set up, like jigsaw stations from the movie, the little creepy white doll thing yeah. who, who is sitting on these stations and you have to uh, use them as like a skill check. And eventually there's a bunch of them spread out throughout the map and you've got to find the key. And um, if you don't find the key in time, then your reverse bear trap goes off and you die. So it's a, you it's were like, like a, fucking this close uh, to having someone it happen, did it hey? to me. Yeah, you got. I, I literally had about three seconds left, and I must have checked. I think I checked three three stations. I did nothing that entire game. Yeah, for the first like five minutes because I immediately got. <laughs> and you found. still escaped. That's the game, man. Oh my god, the fucking killer brought no one escapes death, and it was such a shitty fucking move. Oh my lord! It popped up on the screen though. You should have seen it. Hey, it popped up when the gates when the the last generator triggered, and they still had. I think they still had a totem left somewhere on the the ground. Uh, it popped up on the screen and said, "Like no one escapes death." Yeah. So it notified you. Um. But that doesn't that doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> you shouldn't have shouldn't have teabagged. I certainly didn't. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I just can't believe. So Luke Luke is literally like, well, I'm fucking dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck just happened? Like, and the clock is like millimeters out. He was might may like this is some fucking 90s action movie, the yeah, bomb like is the end of- at the last second type shit. Yeah, like a Mission Impossible film exactly. and Tom Cruise has Point three seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, and then and he escaped and he got away. Oh, got yeah, I, it, it was my own fault. I needed. I had like uh, open an exit gate as Meg. Yeah, as my stupid daily challenge. Uh, you greedy. And we had an ex- exit gate open. I should have just gone to the fucking exit gate. Hmm. I was also ninety eight percent done. I actually just stood there continuing to do the fucking exit gate because I'm like, I don't, I don't care. If I get this fucking gate open, it'll be all fine. And I did not. I didn't even get it done. I also got fucking. That's the second time I got ninety nine percent of the fucking exit gate open as Meg to finish that daily and got fucking chopped by the fucking killer. Unbelievable. Stitched up. Hmm. Just one more yeah. tick. I'm like the reverse. I'm like the opposite of like you. You're Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible movies, and I'm fucking I don't know fucking Crom twos. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't really know yep. where I was going with that one when I started. Anyway, good times. They've got twenty killers at the moment. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many survivors. I because I need two. I think. Yeah, I don't buy survivors. No. Um. I don't play survivors generally. Yeah. I'll um I think I think I'll usually check out like their starting because you can unlock their abilities through a different skill tree, which is yep. cool. You don't actually have to play them. But yep. uh, yeah, I play a lot of the kills. They're always good fun. And they behave like so differently. We talked about like the pig and how that introduces like a different gameplay element mm. in there. Um but then you've got other ones where it's like like the hag is one that I, I've played a lot of and uh like even the Michael Myers stuff. We came across the gunslinger for the first time. Oh, I did the other day, and he shoots you with a gun and like reels you in. And then once he hits you, then you've got to try and get away and heal yourself. Otherwise, you take a hit, I guess. 
Um, so yeah, while it may seem like he's got an advantage because he can sort of reel you in from a distance, he's also not really doing as much damage, I guess. Mm. So uh, he's really got to be a good chaser. Um, yeah, I just like the interesting ways they kind of change it up. And I guess the one thing that we noticed when we were playing was, and we still don't really know how this works, but the tooltips during the loading screens were letting us know who the killer was going to be. Um, yeah. And at that stage, I didn't. I don't like that at all. I'd rather it be a surprise. But I can also understand it doing, if it tells you the first time you come up against the killer, then I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, that way you get an idea of how that thing works. But if it's constantly telling you who the killer is going to be, I don't. Uh, I think that's bad. It shouldn't yeah. do that at all. I like it's, to be surprised. It's detrimental to some, like to how, like <clears throat> I think, you know, you should be trying to listen out for the bells uh, when you're coming up against a wraith or whatever the fuck he's called. Yeah. Right. Or, or looking for traps. Or, yeah. You know. Or you know, trying to find out whether or not there's a spooky white mask standing directly behind you for yeah. ages for no reason because for freddy krueger he's li- literally invisible yeah he used to be invisible i don't know if he's anymore but right or uh ghost face goes invisible right, right? yeah i think I'm not sure. i think he's got no stealth uh he's got like a radius around him where he doesn't reveal his um i don't what do you call it i've forgotten what it's called the uh Terror radius. Let's draw a blank. Anyway. Yeah, terror. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else to add about yeah. that one? Are you going to keep playing it or like yeah, where are you at? <laughs> you keep playing it? Um, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely going to keep playing. I, I enjoy like, yeah, I'm not going to play it as much as I have been, but I'm going to keep playing. Sure. Um, yeah. I only I'm, play I'm so well back into it. You, I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, Dead by Daylight out now on on everything. I feel like at this stage, yeah. like I think it's out on Switch and it's got crossplay um, for PC. I don't know. If, I don't think crossplay is out on pl- consoles yet. Not yet, no. Um, but it's out on PC. Crossplay between different platforms, which is cool. I think once they introduce the crossplay on um, on you know the Switch and the the PlayStation and Xbox, that's going to really thrive that community up even more because they've got a decent um like player base it's still it's still increasing which is cool all right so next up we've got a game i talked about last week satisfactory um it's a first person construction game that is in early access and i i picked it up i talked about it um as i said on last episode uh i said it was one of my favorite games i played this year you were very hesitant to pick this up. I think you were complaining about the price yeah. <laughs> at one stage. Yeah. Um, I think I said it was going for about, it was on sale. It was yeah. going for around about 20 bucks. Do you know what you picked it up 20, for in the end? 25. 25 it was. 25. Uh, 25 right. Australian. Um, anyway, so then what happened, Job? Can you, I, uh, I know we don't do a lot of editing on this podcast. <laughs> But can you like just directly edit in what I said last week about how I was never going to play this game? Just like <laughs> chunk that bit in where I'm like fucking Luke, I'm never going to fucking play this game. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, I'm played it though. Absolutely not. Under no circumstances. Is there a reason will I why? I'm playing Satisfactory. <laughs> it's because uh, the name. Well, that, that doesn't help. It certainly doesn't help. 
Isn't it one of these games where you just build fucking treadmills and shit? Oh my god. Oh my, oh my god. I'm such a fucking idiot. I played it for... Does Epic Game Store do your actual stats yet? Yeah. Like time, time played? Let's... If it does, let's have a look at that. Otherwise, oh, update required. Are you fucking kidding? My estimate is I've played 29 hours of uh, of Satisfactory since last podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, that's in one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like legitimately, most of it was over the course of a single day. Like I think I played the game for 16 hours on Saturday. Like, I just went down the rabbit hole. Like, straight down the fucking rabbit hole. You were... I think we played it very briefly together on Friday, maybe. Hmm. Or Thursday. Must be Friday. Like, a couple of hours. And then I woke up on Saturday... Quite early, I had some breakfast, and then I just played the fuck out of this game, like, non-stop. I ate at my desk. I've played... <laughs> oh, no. No, no. Thank God. Oh, my Lord. Okay, we can cut eight hours out of this, but shit. <laughs> 34 hours, if we cut eight hours out of this. Uh, because... Yeah, uh, it says I played for one day and 18 hours since I We've picked it up. We've played the same amount of time, looks like. Right. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I jumped on, on Saturday and, uh, yeah, played till midnight. Uh, yeah, just basically the entire day. I played from fucking 8 a.m. until midnight uh, <laughs> yeah. with, like, an hour break in there. Uh, and... Yeah, then I played another fucking 12-ish hours on Sunday. Um, I got up the next day, mm. and you were still in the Discord chat for some reason. <laughs> this was like 4 o'clock in the morning in Australia. And yep. I'm like, why is Jove in Discord still? And then you also still had the game running, it looked like. And I'm like, he can't still be playing. Like, there's no, there's no way he's still playing. I think you just left it on. It's I so did, boring. I Yes, I uh, yeah, I left the server running so we could have it creating resources and stuff overnight. Uh, yeah, this is me eating a fuckload of crow. Like it's fucking. I'm just eating so much fucking crow on this one. I was wrong. Uh, Satisfactory, one hundred percent got me. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go back to it. I think I may have played myself out of it. I may have <laughs> gone a little too ham, a little too quickly. And yeah. I might not go back for a little while. Uh, like, might not, like it might be a Subnautica type situation where I don't return while it's in early access. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I played the fuck out of it. Um, I I totally get what you were saying. Like that, it is phenomenally compelling. Um, it is so easy to fall down that rabbit hole because what it like it just feeds into some very i guess simple like 
you know, lizard brain shit. You're actually yeah. like, like chasing the next thing. Chase, but also like seeing actual progress. Like the one thing that I always really appreciated about um, working construction, right? Working construction sucks dick. I fucking low. I hate being. I hate being sweaty. I hate being dirty. I hate being sore from fucking digging dirt or fucking getting my hand with a fucking star picket, which happened more than once. Um, Mm. I hate that shit. Uh, But uh, I do like being able to wrap up at the end of the day and go, I actually, I I dug that hole today. That hole wasn't there before. And now it is there because of me. It sucks mm-hmm. shit doing it, but I can see what I've accomplished at the end of the day. Yeah. And uh, not a lot of jobs necessarily give you that same fucking feeling. And very few games do the same thing. But I think that might be why people gravitate towards construction-focused games. I think that's why building in games is very popular a lot of the time. It's why... You know, when we play uh, The Forest, right, there's absolutely no need for us to walk around and clear cut a fucking enough trees to to build a fucking Windsor Castle or some shit, right? But we'll mm. do it and we'll lug them all over and we'll make a big fucking fence and then we will inexplicably leave the fucking gate open. But... Like, we'll do all that shit every single fucking time, every single time we play the forest. Every time we restart, we always start by clear-cutting a forest like we're the bad guys from a Captain Planet episode, and then we'll fucking build a fucking fort. And it's because... It's... (laughs) It's because... Like, I think it just feeds into the part of us that wants to have built something, and it it works. And Satisfactory is non-stop on that shit it's like fucking bang bang you are building constantly and you're building new things that lead to other things that like are worth are worth doing you feel like oh yeah it makes sense for me to do it like it makes sense for me to do this and like you're you're learning you're learning better ways to do things all the time um i wonder like so I burned out on it, right? Pretty obviously. Um, I haven't been back uh, to play it since Sunday. Uh, part of that is because obviously it's the work week and I can't afford to piss away another 12 hours. But part of it is also like there's there's like two 50-50. I'm like half terrified of going back in and falling down the rabbit hole again and half... I don't know, like, I might wind up hating the game if I go back. Because I reached a point where I just Hmm. didn't feel like I was getting anything out of it. Um, Like, exploration wasn't really... It is a phenomenon. Like, it's such a fucking pretty game. And, like, there's so much to see and do. And it's phenomenal how big it is. You can fucking... When you start a game up... Right, you pick a, a starting location. It tells you, oh, this is probably a good idea. Start here if you're a new survivor, 
And it's got like five other places where you can go start a, a fucking place. Um, the fucking... Like, we built a base at the second starting location. That's These aren't different worlds. It's all part of the same world. You can go to each starting location just uh, mm. out of, like, natural progression throughout the game world. It's fucking huge. Yeah, and you, like, actually need to do this shit. Like, you wind up in a situation where it's required. Like, the, you are like fully fucking yourself if you don't and yeah there are all these little things you know i, I was going on about priority management and uh, it's because i think it is you know probably the simplest way to talk through that the the loop you know the the gameplay loop of trying to work out what you're going to do next but like yeah. sas like and I think, you know, a lot of survival games tap into that priority management. And I think, you know, a large portion of the success of Battle Royale is down to the fact that it tightens that, like, priority management fucking circle, that, that gameplay loop into something really fucking compact, something you can get through in fucking 30 minutes. But mm -hmm. survival games like Satisfactory, that... That list never ends, right? Like the list in in Warzone is about fucking 20, 20 bits long. But in Satisfactory, it's like 40,000. And it never fucking ends. It's constantly updating and changing. And the, the way your personal priorities work is always different. You're, oh, I need fucking power. I need transportation system to get the fucking power i need fucking water for the power i need fucking this and this and this <laughs> steel yeah. and iron copper and whatever that fucking gold thing is and like <laughs> you're constantly hey i don't know cat wire cat wire yeah like you're constantly fucking changing what you need and it's it's never ending and it's fucking crazy how fucking deep it can go and like at the same time you're learning more about the world and learning more about how to do things in more efficient ways and more uh intelligent ways like you're constantly learning all these things and that every time you learn something new it changes that priority listing and yeah. that in itself is phenomenal is, is fascinating and you like yeah it's so easy to lose a billion yeah. fucking hours in a game like that because why wouldn't you when there's that much going on like it makes sense uh i was also curious whether or not you missed out on some of that sort of learning phase because mm. um like you said I, I think pretty much when you started playing i jumped in and uh it was we were doing the tutorial stage, but also like I was explaining to you how a lot of these systems work and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then we we played for a couple hours and then I disappeared and, or, or like some of the other guys came in in, yeah. our, in our group and yep. they started playing and, and they've played like a lot more than what I have. And so all of a sudden now they're telling you how to do things and all that sort of stuff. So I'm wondering if like a lot of that, like you definitely, we had experiences where we were learning how to do things better, but at the same time, you're sort of missing a lot of it as well because people were coming in and being like, oh, this is how you do this. 
type stuff. And I was sort of, I was getting to that point as well when I jumped in, um, I don't know, two days after you started playing. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like you've, de- you've surpassed where I was at. You, yeah. I don't think you had, but you, like the, your layout was completely different to the way like my base was. And then the next day was even further. It was like, you guys are getting oil and all this yeah. other crap. I'm like, I don't even know. Like at that stage, you guys have passed me and now I'm, I'm lost because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to go build storage units because I don't know what any of this oil stuff is and how that works. Like, I'm, I'm wondering if you like missed out on a bunch of that sort of stuff as well. I definitely think I did. I 100% yeah. agree. And I think that might have hurt my enjoyment of the game. And mm. it's, I don't like, well, but I wouldn't trade it. That's the thing, right? Yeah. I, I think it plays well as a cop game. I think it's phenomenal as a co-op game. And I wouldn't trade yeah. my experience of it as a co-op game. Uh, and I think what it does in co-op is spectacular in its own way. Because, like, there's, like, it satisfactory this game about maximizing efficiency. And without a fucking, without having a fucking meeting and some blueprints and maybe a whiteboard... There is zero fucking chance you can maximize efficiency in co-op, right? There's like, uh, like there were definitely times like I'll get to this in a bit. But like, like I felt like a foreman most of the time, right? Like I wasn't actively <laughs> involved so much of the time in your planning. In well, in <laughs> the fucking active building, even like I was oh, okay. like. I would, I'd be like, oh yeah, well, I think like, I guess we need to do this. We need these things. We should do this. Um, and it would be done. Right. So I, I had an idea, like, I guess in the sense that I'm very grateful that you and, uh, Praetorian and, and Dr. E3 money. I let you put the, push the button a lot. Yeah. Was you like, were yeah, very, you were very, very <laughs> helpful in allowing me to do the fucking, the parts um, but like, no, I'm very grateful that you and, and Praetorian and, and Dr. E3 Money, like, were uh, obviously cognizant of the idea that it was my game and mm. that I was new and that, like, you didn't rob me of, I think, those, like, I think it would have been very easy to be like, oh, yeah, new game. All right, let's do this. Okay, push the button. Let's move on. Okay, we've got, we've got the iron bars we need. Moving on. Okay, we got the fucking rods and the screws. Next. We got these plates. Next. Hey, right, Joe, you just do this and this and this. No, don't put it there. We'll put it here. No, don't do that. Do this. Uh, instead, I'd be like, well, I guess we need some... Well, we need more fucking wire. Uh, so I guess we'll do this. And you guys would be like, cool. All right, let's do that. And I'd build some fucking bodge job fucking factory shit. And then (laughs) I'd like, yeah, this, this was like playing. This is what I imagine playing shooters is like when people play shooters with us. Like I feel 
I feel oh, like boy. what I I think Praetorian must feel like when yeah. Praetorian plays shooters with us, right? Because he he would like run around and fucking do the things he does, right? And turn around and you, me, and Nathan, Nathan, Nate, have fucking like killed like 15 people and be like, hey guys, I found a rocket launcher and shoot fucking Nate in the back or something, right? <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, well, that wasn't fucking helpful. What the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Right? That's what I'm like in Satisfactory. I'd be like, hey guys, I made a fucking, uh, I've made this, I've made it steel by manually feeding wood into this burner that turns it into biomass, that turns it into charcoal, that turns it into uh, into, into into steel eventually. And you guys yeah. be like, why? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? why? Why would you do it that way? I'm like, well, it works. You'd be like, don't you have to go back to it every fucking 10 minutes to feed more wood into it? I'm like, that's a good point. I've changed it to alien organs. So now I have to go back every 20 minutes. And you'd be like, okay, well, while you were doing that, we've set up a steel factory over here with this charcoal that we found on top of a mountain. And uh, now the charcoal feeds into via this conveyor belt that is uh, four times more efficient. Not, not by basic standards of not having to feed the fucking thing alien parts every three fucking minutes, but more in the sense that it is uh, a... You're using level one conveyor belts for some unbelievable reason. Uh, we're using level four shit, and it zips over here, combines over here, yeah. turns into a fucking rotor, turns into a motor, and uh, my 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 factory has created um, fourteen thousand motors, while yours uh, appears to be stuck because you're feeding it with the wrong kind of uh, screws. And we're like, but I made it myself. And I'm like, oh, I don't fucking know. Like, yeah, this, like, honestly, this must be what what people feel like when they play fucking shooters with this. Because we're like, we, we've got this, like, unspoken agreement. We just go, like, that's the other thing I noticed while I was playing Satisfactory is nobody said anything for, like, large periods of time. People were just doing shit. Like, yeah, people would just get that. shit done. And then, like, you turn around and, like, obviously, I've made, like, some fucking bodge job copper fucking mine. And, like, yeah, there's... Or I, I, I stretched a tube from one side of the map to the other so that we could get to our coal power plants faster. And while I was doing that, you and Drew had made 16 coal power plants to power the dumb fucking tube that I'd created. And it's like, well... Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. But, but like, none of that, nobody would talk. And, like, what was fascinating was, like, I didn't need to talk to anyone about making the tube, right? Hmm. Uh, I needed to talk to you when you redirected the tube to fling me off a fucking cliff. But outside of that, uh, I didn't need to talk to anyone about making the tube, right? And that makes sense because nobody... Like there's no discussion needed, right? I'm making a tube. It's there's no communication. It does. It's not a collaborative effort. Only one person needs to make a tube. It's probably harder if two people are making it. Yeah. 
But what's fascinating was that you didn't need to talk to Drew about making the coal power plants either, right? There was discussion afterwards about the um, spaghettiness of your water yeah. pipes because uh, Drew has some fucking anal tendencies about how straight and narrow fucking water pipes are supposed to be. Uh, yeah. But, like, outside of that, it was just like, yep, well, we've done these power... And that's what it's like when we're playing fucking Warzone, is, like, we'll just run around. Like, there's no discussion needed. We're just like, yep, okay, we're going for that guy. And then when we get to where that team is, we just murder them. Like, there's, it's not like, oh, yeah, this needs to happen. Oh, this is happening. The only time anyone discusses anything is when things have gone wrong. Yeah. Like the fucking water pipes. But outside of that, we just, we know what everyone else is, like, we just instinctively know how we all play together and it works out, which is mm. fantastic, phenomenal. But then you have, like, the opposite of that as well, of the, um, like, the the problem-solving side of the game, of, like, all right, how, we've, we've got this thing we need to do, how do we like get from point a to point b like how do we fix that or like how do we build that the mm. one that comes to mind for us that i think the first sort of hurdle was the power situation right yeah <clears throat> where we built all these coal plants and then drew during the game remember he joined he joined and he he broke something yeah he um, broke something was, yeah, he broke he definitely broke something sabotage it was definitely sabotage <laughs> yeah he sabotaged the game mm. um and then so we went down to the coal plants and we're like how do we fix this and we ended up coming up with a solution of like, all right, because uh, basically we had our coal plants powering our coal plants, like it was on a circuit. Yeah. And so uh, we didn't need, it was like a a, a, uh, a closed circuit that was powering itself, like solar panels or something. And yeah. so when our coal power plant shut down, everything shut down. And, and couldn't you couldn't start up again. the Yeah, and we yeah. couldn't start it up again because we were like, uh, we need coal to power our, our, our bases, but we can't because our power plants are down. Like, how do we start our power plants now? We've got no power. Yeah. And uh, we came up with a solution by isolating, like taking our entire base off of the power network yeah. and then restarting it, um, which was like a pro like something that came, well, it took us like minutes to figure out how we do yeah. this. But then once it happened every other time after that, we knew exactly what we needed to do. Yeah. And it felt fucking like that felt awesome when we finally arrived at that solution. I mean, it, it mm. would have been better if Drew had never sabotaged us in the first place. But like, yeah. <laughs> once we got there, it was like that's so fucking cool. Like that makes sense. And so we like now at because we got like that that world that game world now has two power plant locations. It's got coal. And it's got oil. We never took the coal down because it's not like there's no need to, right? There's no yeah. reason to remove uh, a, a a network, a power network. And you'd basically just be like, even though the, the oil uh, power plants are churning out like multiple times the amount of the coal, it's still hmm. any power is, is power. So fuck it. And it's automatic as well, so. Yeah. Um, but we've still got, like, we've got, like, these little kickstart engine, like, power engines next to each power plant uh, system so that we can do that 
when the power inevitably goes down because I don't know if you logged in in time to see Gerald's uh, hypertube cannon, special beam cannon. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they take so much fucking power and he yep. will not stop building them. He, <laughs> Gerald Praetorian, uh, will not stop fucking building these fucking things and they go everywhere now. The first time I used one, he didn't tell me uh, that you have to fucking manage your own speed, but uh, it flung yeah. me off the map. It just yeeted me. Off I the died the map. first time I used it as well. Yeah, like just oh, and and it landed like I don't know, like it it sort of works out a relative position about where you mm. were. It's like it's not it's not frame perfect or whatever. Uh, but it'll be like, oh yeah, uh, you were like here when you died, and because I was in the middle of the f- fucking air flying out to space, uh, where here was happens to be on top of a fucking mountain, and uh, the only way for me to get up there is using a jetpack, and the jetpack is in my dead fucking the the right. box that holds right. my dead shit. So I'm like, yeah. well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Gerald had to fly up to the... Praetorian had to fly up to the fucking top of the fucking mountain and uh, and grab my jetpack for me. So I'd go get my shit. It was phenomenal. There were giant monsters at the top of the mountain. Anyway, um, yeah, he just keeps building. And that's like, I guess that's the other thing is like, nobody told him to build these cannons. I was like, oh, I want to see the cannons. I... Definitely did want to see the cannons. And they are phenomenally convenient. Way more convenient than anything else. But at the same time, they're, they're a huge draw on power. And we think when I logged off last time, we literally just like we logged off because we lost, say, uh, lost power. And we weren't like it was going to take at least half an hour to get it back running again. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Uh, if I quit the game right now, we'll just revert to the save before we lost power, and it's probably going to be easier that way. Whatever we yeah. added before then, we just won't add. Um, like, whatever we added in the last five minutes, we just won't fucking add. And then I didn't go back. But, um, yeah, like, it's just... I don't know, man. It, it Like... It is a phenomenal game. Uh, and I, I definitely think I missed out on a lot of the like the learning experience, but I also mm. am glad I played it the way I did. Like I don't think I'll ever the the thing is I don't think I'll ever reach a point where I care to play yeah. it in the way that you like you guys do. Right, I actually like when I saw like I felt like I was the foreman, right? Uh, I wound up preferring that anyway. Like I, I think there is there's definitely something satisfying in the puzzle solving element of sitting there at a like I found a copper node just before I I quit. I resolved to create a functioning like copper mine that lived up to the standards set by U3, Praetorian U and, and Dr. E3 Money, right? Something that actually functioned at peak efficiency uh, and and pumped out exactly what I needed and 
yeah, I think that made sense, and I created it. It's almost definitely what took down the fucking power network. Um, I it like most of it wasn't actually most of the time I spent wasn't actually building. Most of the time was sitting there working out how it would actually look, and I I think there's like I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. there are like websites you were saying last week. There are websites you can go to. Yeah, like so, templates, like efficiency templates or something. Yeah. Uh, I didn't look at any of that. I wanted to work it out myself. And I got a lot of mm. fucking, a lot out of working it out myself. But at the end, when I took down the power network, I just didn't. I was like, that's awesome. I worked that out. I wouldn't want to do that every time. I just wouldn't want to. I don't want to, mm. like,. I had to, like, it was sort of going off this fucking hill. So I had to build this fucking foundation. And I don't want to, like, putting fucking square by square by square by square every fucking time. Like, (laughs) can't I just paint some fucking foundation on the floor? Like, I see this. I was on the subreddit a bit uh, in downtime looking at what people have created. And they've got these big fucking factories, actual factories with walls and ceilings and floors and elevators and all this kind of shit. I'm like, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I don't have the fucking, like not if I had to put the fucking floor down square by square, every wall up square by square. Minecraft level stuff. (laughs) Right? Like absolutely no fucking way. I just don't. Mm. uh, But like the other thing is that it seems to be significantly more annoying to put down platforms than fucking Minecraft is. Uh, like, I don't know, it just snaps weird and stuff. So that was pretty bad. I mean, yeah, it's early access still. Um, oh, 100%. I'm not like, yeah, I'm not dragging the game or anything. I just, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't have anywhere near the patience required to do that. The other thing I noticed is that like, they've got to do something about the progression loop because we got to that, like we didn't do the last space elevator thing. We got, I uh, set it up so that we got all of the parts. We actually got to stage four of the space elevator. So as you play through the game, your pro- progress is sort of locked behind this, uh, the, the requirements. You've got to send things on this space elevator. And that allows you to build other things. And uh, we were locked from tiers seven and eight until we get stage four of the space elevator. And stage four of the space elevator required... Uh, like 2,500 of these things uh, that had taken us eight hours to build fucking 400 of. uh, (laughs) And it needed like 500 of these other things that required like 16 fucking components, some shit. You're like, all right. That was like, we were there before Sunday, right? We were there and I still played for another 12 hours. But I think mentally I knew I was never going to make all that shit because it required too much. It was too tedious an idea, right? At that point, it was an idle game, right? Hit the wall. Where you had to be playing the whole time, where my computer had to be on the entire fucking time. Like... And that is, that's good for no one. That that doesn't work, in my opinion. That doesn't fucking work. And mm. yeah, 
Like, yeah. I think they need to rejig the progression uh, pretty heavily to make that work correctly because the alternative is I think I'm not, I'm far from the only person who will hit that wall, you know? I yep. do not think that I am alone in, in hitting that uh, wall. And, and I wonder if there's like a, a prestige thing they need to put in there because rather than have it being this really long slog, have it like be a bit easier to get through the first time and then the second time. Oh, you, you reckon lean into the idle thing? Yeah, because I think, like I said last week, I think it's it's that same sort of feeling. Like it 100%. feels like a, it scratches that idle game sort of mentality. I mean, I um, left it on overnight. <clears throat> I left yeah. the game on and running overnight and came back the next morning. Uh, probably the only reason it succeeded in running overnight is because Drew spent an hour after I logged out at fucking midnight uh, building out the the power plant. Yeah. Like, in a significant way. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, like, building out both power plants, I think it was, you know, in a yeah. way that actually made it useful but uh yeah like i like i 100 agree that the the idle thing is is there i just don't know if you want to lean into it mm. too hard unless you go full idle right i think my problem is it's idle but you have to it, it need like if Actually, they dedicated took, like, servers. The guys are yeah. talking about dedicated servers, and if it had a dedicated server, yeah, I one hundred percent agree. You could actually blow out the progression significantly if it had dedicated yeah. servers and it was always running, and you could like uh, set shit up and come back at any time to check in on it. One hundred percent, do prestige, tighten that fucking like every time you prestige, you tighten that loop. Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. Uh, mm. Like a full three D idle game i think that would be fucking phenomenal but until it's dedicated servers happen yeah. it, it is it's too resource intensive i think um, but also it's that learning experience right you get in you understand yeah. like oh i build a um i don't know a constructor and then that constructor is building this thing and that's how you set it up and lay it out but then the next time you play it you like oh actually if i put this here and this here it makes it more efficient and then 10 hours later you find like another way to make it even more efficient and like it's that learning thing of the next time you go back to it and restart you know a better way of building all this layout um and so things are a bit smoother and so that makes the game go quicker again so you can yep. sort of play with that progression that way because when we you and i were playing i was like laying down foundation and i had my uh i think we had like we were doing iron or something and then yeah. I had like four or five smelters and then they were going into making sheets and then that was going on to doing the next thing and and like the next day I come back and there's just like fucking conveyor belts running everywhere like we had it all nice and tidy and then like I'm like, what's going on here like there's just yeah. fucking a giant conveyor belt everywhere um like playing completely differently to the way that I had set it up like in my game I've got a a um a transport vehicle that's moving iron uh, that's moving uh coal backwards and forwards whereas their solution was just to run fucking a giant conveyor belt halfway across the map and like yeah that'll do easy yep. done 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we made a train. <laughs> okay. Actually, yeah. the last thing I did before I bailed was yeah, I, we made a train. Sure. And uh, it's, a, it's a loop between our oil factory, uh, which makes plastic and rubber, and yeah. our second base, uh, which the guys were pitching we'd call the new base, even though I, or the main base, actually, I think they were pitching, but main base is where, where the fucking space elevator is, in my opinion. But... Um, yeah, it loops between those two and it does plastic and rubber. And when we finished doing it, uh, it was cool and we had a train and all I could think was, how is this even, like, how is this any better than just doing treadmills? Like, what was the fucking yeah. point of this? Like, we already, like, I diverted the treadmill, uh, the, the conveyor belt. Um, from what it was doing into the train, yeah, and I th- think it was a net like zero gain in efficiency. I think it did nothing. It may have been slightly less efficient. And it's right. like it turns out you need it's like, like why? Why should I build that? Why? Why did I? Yeah. Why did we do this? It turns out like you need fucking multiple like six fucking resources on the train for it to actually be worth the effort all right once yeah. once you're at that level it's way so like better it's stopping to, re- to different like yeah. stations or yeah. you don't have like fucking you don't have to make six conveyor belts the same fucking distance you know okay but yeah we hadn't hadn't been doing that yeah yeah. Uh, Fair enough. But yeah, uh, like at the end, of, like I will 100% play Satisfactory again when it's finished. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like I, I don't know where it goes after tier seven, seven and eight, but I presume it goes nowhere. Uh, I don't think there's like narrative in the game yet. There's none as far as yeah. I know. And there's stuff think- in the game that's not that's I think it's a work in progress, but there's no narrative at all. Yeah. I think it's a game that needs a narrative. One thing I'd love to see, and I wasn't sure if this was happening. I get the feeling that it wasn't. I never looked it up. I probably should have. Uh a couple of times I'd go to our oil factory, uh, and it would be like super foggy. I couldn't tell okay. if that was pollution or oh. if it was just a weather effect that happens sometimes because certainly a, a lot of the time I'd go there and there was no fog. But mm. I think it'd be fucking amazing if you setting up 40 fucking oil generator, fuel generator fucking power plants, like yeah. polluted the fuck out of the world. And suddenly you're in this situation where you're like, am I like, it'd make you reflect on your yeah. impact on this fucking environment. And I don't think that's happening on any level in the game in its current state. And obviously it's very early days. No, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'd love to see them do something like that. I have no idea if they will or not, but I mm. think that it'd be really good if they did. Cause I think it's something that, I think it's something that needs to be explored, you know? Um, right. Yeah. If like, if I, if I thought, 
we're the fucking villains in a Captain Planet fucking episode in fucking the forest. Get the fuck out of here in Satisfactory. We're not like, we're the henchmen in the forest. We are the fucking, the fat guy with the pig nose in fucking Satisfactory. We are like, we might be Captain Planet's arch nemesis at that point. Mm. Like, yeah. We are pillaging that planet like nothing else yeah anyway one um one thing i'm curious to see how they address is the performance of the game yeah because it's like like we said it's a huge map but also the the things you end up building even in this small section of the map that you're using is insane how, like how is it keeping track of all that stuff even at the points mm. where we're we were playing you could see conveyor belts like not working properly and yeah, it's sort yeah. of like faded and out and yeah stuff on the conveyor belt wasn't really where it was supposed to be like how are they keeping track of all that information and then on top of that um it was also a little bit laggy for it wasn't just me but some of the other guys as well mm. um so like what sort of toll does that take on the game and how oh by the time i finished playing uh, yeah. Anytime it auto-saved, uh, which it does every five minutes, I believe, uh, it yeah. dropped to like 11 frames a second. Yeah. And if I happen to be... Like, the other thing is, if I happen to use the uh, special beam cannon <clears throat> while it was frame dropping, I don't know what would happen. Like, something would go on, but it would, like, accidentally loop me back into a couple, like, of the other ones, and I'd gain way more speed than I was supposed to. And it flung me off the fucking world a couple of times just out of lag. Yeah. Um, yeah, like 11 frames a second is pretty fucking bad. Like, it's totally understandable <laughs> considering what is going on in this game and how fucking, how spread out it is. I don't know how bad the performance gets for you. I assume it's worse for me because I am the host. I'm player hosting. Mm. Uh, that makes sense. Um, but yeah. It was pretty rough at times. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there was a point where I died a couple of times because mm. I was on top of like all those storage containers that were in the middle of the sky. Uh, and yeah. uh, I would just warp like <laughs> out of the way. I'm like, oh, yeah, guess I'm dead now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I- I'm just interested to see what they do with the, or if they can. Like, can you do anything to to fix that? Um, I guess we got to see. But. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think it's an ex- like ex- such an extraordinary game that does really unique gameplay, um, really unique gameplay things that I've not really seen on a, a first-person uh, game like that before, like a building yeah. game. I've always had yeah. fun building stuff in like the forest or you know um, that sort of thing, but this is on like a completely different level. That uh, yeah, I think I think everybody should at least check it out. At- some stage because maybe wait wait for it to be finished but it's it's so fascinating what they're doing in that game yep all right is that it anything else to add no no i think so should we do some news then let's do it a lot of news going on here uh i guess the biggest one for this week is that halo infinite has been delayed till 2021 um Along with that, they've Microsoft has also confirmed the Xbox Series X will still be launching, and they've given a rough launch window of November this year, which is kind of what we sort of guessed anyway. 
Yep. Uh, but I don't think anyone guessed that Halo was going to be delayed. No. Uh, no. I mean, I'm not surprised. And I mm. think they should take their time to make the best game they can and something that they're yep. proud of. Um, and, you know, I, th- I always think that's that's very valuable. Um, you know, what's that, that quote? The quote is, uh, you know, it goes, whatever, fucking... I, uh, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Delay a game and make it great, make it great, or I don't know, release it yeah. now and it's shit. <laughs> it's a Nintendo like quote, right? That's that's the quote. Yeah, they definitely use a yeah. lot of shit in their quotes. Nintendo. So, um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, delay it, make it the best game you can. Uh, but I think you know that what we saw was not was not a game that was ready, not mm. going to be ready in fucking November. Uh, yeah, you could tell. If that's what they were showcasing, that game was not fucking ready in November. It's better to fucking drop it when it's ready as opposed to release it and then sometime down the fucking line they managed to add the ray tracing feature that is supposed to be the flagship feature of the fucking console. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Um, That's a a big decision though, right? For them to postpone their... their, uh, tentpole release for their brand new console yeah um, it's huge yeah that's that's uh it's that's nuts like I, I i like it's good that they've done it but at the same time this is definitely going to hurt uh launch sales for this console like i think at this point um playstation definitely has the upper hand unless like sony looks at this and they're like well, all right, maybe we can do the same. <laughs> maybe we don't need a uh, a Spider-Man game at launch. Maybe we can give it, um, you know, three, four more months in development if it needs it. So, yeah, I, I just I just feel like that uh, at this point in time, Sony's got the upper hand unless something else changes because nobody's going out to buy a brand new console so they can play. I don't know, Assassin's Creed. Uh, the The only way I see them saving this is they team up with um, Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. They've already done stuff with Cyberpunk, right? So yeah. I don't know if what they can do there um, without pissing off a lot of people. But mm. if they can do something to try and save this, then you know, maybe they can cut a deal. Maybe they can give away free copies of Cyberpunk or something like that with this console. I don't, I don't know. But it'd be interesting to see what they can try and do with this. So, yeah, yeah. massive. massive it might deal be time to delay the console. Honestly, they they've said they're not going to delay it. Yeah, um, but they said Halo was coming out at a certain date as well. So, yeah, uh, or in a certain window anyway. Yeah, it might be time. I don't know. It just seems like, yeah, they are not. The path to victory out of this one doesn't look doesn't look that good. It's it's one of those scary paths with wolves howling on the side, and you're like, ah, oh, which which path is the PlayStation going to take? And it's like fucking rainbows and unicorns and shit. And you're like, maybe you should wait until you can take that path. You know, uh, at least give yourself a fucking chance. But uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I don't think it's going to affect the longevity of the console at all. Like, it's purely in terms of launch stats, then it's going to be a big deal. But at the end of the day, the Xbox is still the more powerful console. 
Um, but launch, like, that's the thing is, right? Yeah. That matters. It actually matters. Like, it mm. winds up mattering quite a bit because people aren't dorks like us buying both fucking consoles. People pick one and that's it. Uh, people invest in these ecosystems, you know, and at best, at best in an, uh, a launch like this, we will retain the people who are too invested in one ecosystem to, to leave. Sure. But like if your option is, oh, I can play fucking like Game Pass for Windows yeah, and that's have not a, a PlayStation deal. 5, yeah. then why wouldn't you do that? And that, why would you get an Xbox at all at that point? You're still getting yeah. most of the Xbox, like 99% of the fucking Xbox games will still wind up on, on your PC platform. So mm -hmm. yeah, that, that launch window actually, that, that launch actually does matter. Like, and if you can't see any reason, I guess that speaks to why, yeah, you can't change the window, but it might be better to have a really strong launch than to have a weak launch that, yeah, then uh, as opposed to delaying, I don't know. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we'll probably hear more about some uh, Xbox stuff soon because the Xbox Series X slash S controller mm. packaging leaked for this, uh, which also confirms there is a second <laughs> Xbox Series unit. Yep. Um, I mean, we're all speculating that was going to be called the S anyway. Yep. That seems to be correct. Um, it's been verified by a couple of gaming websites as well that this 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 packaging is real. Mm. Um, it seems like the the boxes somehow got in the distribution chain of retailers and uh, out in the wild. Um, I mean, there's people even suggesting that it's possible Xbox starts selling the controllers early at this stage because they're compatible with the current xbox and you could even use it on the pc um they getting those peripherals out there early yeah yep. why not um so we may not we may hear about something soon where they're like hey by the way we've got a second xbox and you can use those controllers tomorrow um could be something like that but i guess the big news out of this is that there is going to be a second xbox and it looks like it's it's coming uh, we don't know what it's other than that. It's going to be a, like a lower powered, cheaper Xbox. Um, but we'll probably find out more uh, at their next event, which won't be called the 2020 event because they've scrapped that name. <laughs> don't know if you saw this as well. I did. They've not. decided not to do that anymore. All right. <laughs> yeah, that didn't go too well. Um, next up, we got the Sony State of Play. Uh, did you get a chance to watch this at all? This was more focused on. They they were very careful about saying this has there won't be any PlayStation Five announcements here. It's going to be stuff you've seen before or like PlayStation Four announcements. Um, but I still watched it and uh, I thought it was really good. They um, showed off a bunch of uh, games and and talked about some uh, stuff that new games that look really interesting. Uh, did you end up seeing any of it at all? No, I didn't watch. No. Uh, I didn't watch the full thing. I watched the the like trailers and read up on it uh yeah i think i had some cool stuff uh yeah i thought it was pretty good yeah um uh crash bandicoot 4 looks pretty cool um yeah. 
I think the really interesting thing they're doing with this game is they've got an, an, another studio working on this game, which is, uh, I believe, Benox, Benox um, who have made a bunch of like Spider-Man games in the past. They're basically being brought in to do like remixed versions of the existing levels and have like a spin on them um, so that once you finish these levels, you can go back in and replay them and they'll play differently. They'll have like a different art style or different... Um, like gameplay elements to them uh and each level will be like a different theme and i thought that was really interesting like having another studio come in and put their spin on these levels and just having it be in there um for replayability purposes seems like a really interesting idea uh did you get a chance to see any of that at all no i didn't which uh i sort of <laughs> like I saw, I saw the story on it uh yeah but no i didn't I'll, I'll go back and watch it. I yeah. didn't think it was. It just worth looks it. cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I I'm not think a, it was worth. I just, anyway, yeah. I'm not a Crash Bandicoot fan. I was more interested the, in Hitman. <laughs> yeah, that's on here. Hitman Three is adding VR in January, but that's PlayStation. It's not that confirmed game for PC. Is going to be fucking bananas in VR. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fucking bananas. It's already bananas. It's gonna be fucking bananas in VR. Uh-huh, I'm, right. I'm I'm in. I'm in. Uh, hopefully it's PC. Hopefully it makes it to PC. Probably. Be yeah. I'm I'm wondering if it's like in. an exclusive three month deal or something like that. Like a limited time release, and then they'll bring I'll it to PC it eventually. I don't care. Yeah. Um. But that's Hitman Three. So that's all the original. That's the original games as well, like one and two, the yeah. whole trilogy. It's all uh, in the, that looks in the same platform. Yeah. Looks insane. Um, mm. uh, they also talked about Braid Anniversary Edition, which they're going in and redoing all the art for that. So people that liked uh, the Braid game. Um, another game they shot off was called Hood Outlaws and Legends, which is a take on, I guess, the Robin Hood uh, franchise. What do you call it? IP? Yeah, <laughs> um, IP. I don't know. I feel like you guys were more interested in this than I was. I saw it and I was like, I don't understand what the game is. They showed like five seconds of gameplay. Yeah, I didn't need I that much. Like I, really I ran it. up on it and it's like a fucking right. competitive heisting game. I think that's pretty fucking okay. cool. It's, I'm about it. I got the yeah. feeling that you can like fuck with the other team as well, which I think is fucking going to be amazing. Like, I don't know. Yep. I'm excited for the idea of it at the very least. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, uh, next up we've got Aeon Must Die. Um, mm. not necessarily talking about the games, although it looks really cool. Mm. Um, after this was announced, the, a bunch of developers came out and said that the, uh, that game has been stolen from them, mm. um, by the, uh, I guess the people that own the IP rights, so the main developer, everybody not, that worked on that game like has since- CEO of the, the company, not the main developer. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Has, yeah. Uh, so the developers basically resigned and left after poor working conditions and harassment and things like that. Um, and they're currently in a dispute to try and get the game back. But mm. since then, it's now appeared on a, in partnership with a Sony event. Um, and uh, the publisher, Focus Home Interactive, is investigating the issue, according to their Twitter page. Uh, which is, yeah, this is a really strange story that sort of popped up. <laughs> like the developers being like, yeah, this is 
this is our game. It's been stolen. And we don't know why it's being shown off. Like, yeah. we, someone else has made this trailer, not us. Uh, it's it's nuts. Um, so I'm, I'm sure we'll hear more about that at some stage. Um, the other news, or the other game they showed off was Godfall. Some gameplay for that. Uh, Let's get this. Yeah. I, I feel like I need to play that game to get a sense of what it is, because it's not doing a lot at this point. This is the yeah. Gearbox published game. Yeah. All right. And that was the Sony State of Play. I thought it was good. I was, I, I thought there was a lot of stuff they showed there that looked interesting. Was there anything else that sort of stood out to you? Not that you can cool. think of. No, no, no. Not off the top of my head. Um, I guess the other one, there was one, uh, which I left off here, but it's it's down on our list. The Control DLC. Um. It's called Control AWE, which stands for mm. Altered World Event. This was shown off during the Sony State of Play. Uh, it's the next ex- uh, expansion releasing for Control uh, this August. So in about two weeks, it'll be out. Um, this is focusing on, I guess, the Alan Wake universe. Um, spoilers for Control, but <laughs> there's a bunch of Alan Wake references in that game uh, that you can find. And... Uh, they're calling this one um, what they're saying is now officially the Remedy Connected Universe, and it's the first crossover event uh, for these for these games. So, I guess if you haven't played a bunch of Remedy games, they've made um, uh, they start off with Max Payne, they made um, their Alan Wake, and then they went on to do Quantum Break with Microsoft, and then Control. Um, there's always been like little Easter eggs in all of those games. Um, Alan Wake had a section in there where um, you were in like Alan's apartment in New York and it was snowing outside and they're talking, the, the weather forecast is talking about like the worst blizzard they've ever seen. And that's like a reference to Max Payne. The story of Max Payne is basically that. You go to Quantum Break, there's a lot of references to Alan Wake in that game. And then you play Control and there's references to uh max Payne in that game there are references to control and there are references to quantum break the stuff that happens in quantum break as well and and remedy never really sort of came out and said yeah like you know our games are sort of we like to connect them in some way but you know the alan wake one was a really big one because there's a lot of stuff in uh, in control that points to alan wake it was really interesting um so now they're saying no this is actually they weren't Easter eggs. Like these games are sort of tied together in some way. Um, and this was re- this was hinted back until there was a blog post about 10 years ago that was put up on the internet. It was sort of like a little ARG type thing that Sam Lake did on a, um, on a website. I don't re- remember if you recall this, but it was hinting at um, some stuff that happened in Alan Wake, but also references stuff that happens in control as well the like the town jesse's from and the things that happen in there is referenced in these series of blog posts that span over months and months and months that sam lake was writing um so it's not like necessarily like this thing they're like oh let's dodge up this thing and we'll have this connected universe thing it seems like this is actually they've been planning it for a long time I feel like I um, read that they yeah that there's like the oldest house is like straight up in alan wake or something I can't remember. I can't find it either. Like they've yeah. 
it's fucking well seated, like fully mm. fucking in there, which is rad. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to. Th- it's it's called I think the House of Dreams. Yeah, it's it's um a blog post, which was started in June 2012. Um. And it has references. I mean, the House of Dreams. Uh, it's got references to um, the the place where Jesse is from, um, and just like weird things that are happening there. So anyway, it's really cool. All the seating that they've done for this, but the idea is that this DLC will focus on the federal Federal Bureau of Control investigating Bright Falls, which is what happened in the events of Alan Wake. Um, so yeah, man. Like, and they briefly show you a glimpse of Alan Wake in in Control. They tease him. Um, so that's cool. I, I'm so interested to see what they're doing with this. Uh, they also said that they're working on a brand new game, which is set in the Remedy connected universe. They didn't say what it is. They didn't say if it's a Control sequel. They didn't mm-hmm. say if it's an Alan Wake sequel. They didn't say if it's a new IP. All they're saying is that it's set in this world. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm keen to see what what this is. I hope it's as good as they're hyping it up to be. <laughs> this DLC, at least, I'm I'm so excited for it. Yep, I uh, I uh, really want to wait for my new graphics card before I play Control again. Right, yeah, uh, but uh, it's it's tough. It's a tough wait. I know yeah. I've seen I've seen how good it looks. With like full RTX shit, but yeah, it's getting fucking rough. I don't know. Yeah, one. it's one of the best examples of ray tracing that's out there. Yeah, the next one might be um, could be Cyberpunk. I think. Yeah, might might go pretty ham. Mm-hmm. Um, so, some more control news, uh, controversial control news. Uh, they're releasing a, a version called the Ultimate Edition which will come out August 27th. Uh, that's the same date as this DLC. Uh, it'll have a free digital upgrade for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, but you can only get that if you buy the Ultimate Edition. Uh, people are very annoyed at this because the people that bought the original Season Pass are being left out of this free upgrade. So if you bought Control and the season pass for the game back when it was released, you don't get this free upgrade for the new consoles. Um, I think this yeah. is a fucking giant misstep by the publisher. They've got to fucking walk this shit back. It is a fucking dick punch, 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. Um, all it's going to do is generate, like, bad fucking vibes. Hmm. Uh, if I was Remedy, I'd be fucking pissed. There's no way I'm sure they are. about this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Remedy is usually seen as a very good studio, and this doesn't seem like a Remedy thing. This seems more like 505 Games, like from the publisher mm-hmm. side, yep. doing this deal. Um, so I would I would not be surprised if, if they sort something out. Like if they come back and say, all right, if you've bought the season pass, you'll get that upgrade. Don't worry about it. We've, we've sorted it out. But at this stage, they've not said anything. Uh, and this was announced this morning, so there's... Uh, it's possible we could be talking about this next week again once they've fixed it because they absolutely should. It's uh, yep. this thing. This is like an EA fucking thing. Something EA to do. Um. Anyway, next up, Vampire Masquerade Two has been delayed until next year. 
which is surprising because I didn't even know it was coming out this year at this point. Um, uh, it was supposed to come out early this year. Yeah. It was. It should have been out already. So it's already been I delayed think- once. So I'm surprised, to be honest. I'm surprised. I think they'd I probably was- just get out of the way of Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. I think everybody's just doing the, like, oh, might Red be, Dead's coming out this year. Smart. I'll yep. see ya. Like, this yep. year it's up. Cyberpunk's coming out this year. Bye, see Felicia. Ya. Yep. <laughs> it's, a, it's a smart plan. Especially because Cyberpunk keeps looking bigger and bigger and more impressive and more fucking weighty. Although, uh, I watched that fucking Nightwire 2 and I got a real fucking, I don't know why, I got a real rage vibe from it, which, uh, <laughs> uh, that's not good. You know what we need to do for this, though, is what? before we start playing, we need to figure out what we're, what path we're taking. Because okay. there's the three paths, right? There's like yeah. Street Kid, Nomad, and Corpo. Corpo yep. or Corporate? Corpo. Is that Corpo? Corpo, We need to mate. figure out what we're playing oh, but fuck. so that we Corpo. don't pick the same. Okay, we'll definitely- <laughs> Deliberately go different things. Okay. Is there one you're leaning towards more? Uh, I was thinking Street Kid or Corpo. Uh, yeah, definitely that's... not. Not Outlander or whatever the fuck they're called. Nomad. Definitely not Nomad. Nomad. They look shit. Um, yeah. All right. We'll figure it out. Because. Right. Yep. Or we'll see what happens if, if we get review code. I feel like I feel like we're going to get shafted on this Sweet. one. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> seeming <laughs> unlikely. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Vampire Masquerade two delayed till next year. Um, Masquerade? Did you say Masquerade? You definitely did. Uh, Masquerade. Masquerade. Uh, Splinter Cell. Sam Fisher. He's coming to Rainbow Six Siege. What? He sure is. How fucking exciting! Yeah. I'm fucking amped. He's showing up everywhere these days, except for his own games. Except for in his own game. Yeah. I just don't think he he doesn't really fit with what Ubisoft does these days, huh? Like like the live service, yeah, yeah. Right? Does it? I don't think it does. You like how are you supposed to sell skins for a fucking Splinter Cell game? I just don't see it. Even if you even if they brought back what was that fucking the fucking guards versus Splinter for Honor. No, the fucking oh. the multiplayer mode uh, from Chaos right. Theory, yeah, which yeah. was awesome, asymmetrical, like really cool. Yeah. Um, what was it? No, I mean versus- they're doing Beyond Good and Evil, right? That's not a, it's not a live service game. Are they doing Beyond Good and Evil? <laughs> it's a ruse. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd like to see them do a, another. Those Splinter Cell games have always been awesome. They've been really good. Yeah, um, mostly being awesome. Yeah. Uh, we'll be able to talk about this more next week. Rainbow Six Siege, yes, not Splinter Cell. Uh, yeah, there's no Sam Fisher. There's no surprise Splinter Cell game being. No, right. no, very true. <laughs> uh, but yes, we'll talk about any any Rainbow theories on how he works. No, I no. don't want to say anything. I don't want to get in trouble. Um, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Do you have any theories on how he works? And I'm just gonna fucking. I need the codenames box to put over my face yeah. so I don't react to anything. I'm going to guess there's going to be something to do with his night vision goggles. Um, whether or not he can turn out all the lights, that would be really interesting. But I think his night vision goggles could do something, whether it's like a thermal vision or um, something like that. 
Yeah, because his his goggles are always this iconic thing, right? And I think that needs to be tied to the way his goggles work. He flicks them down, and he can see through through walls, or I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Job, cool. Wink, wink with your left I'm eye. I'm not saying anything. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> What's the next piece of news? Next piece of news is big piece of news. We've got Rex Rocksteady has announced they are working on a Suicide Squad game, which Mm. will be revealed more in detail August 22nd at DC Fandom. Fandom. Like, it's not fandom. It's Fandom. Like, it's a dome of fans. Yes. Perfect. Uh, They released a a teaser image of um, not Superman, but it could be a different superman like a infected superman or like a bizarro or something like that yeah that has a suicide squad logo in the shape of like a crosshair like a target locked um yeah this is interesting because rocksteady's been rumored to be working on something in the uh the batman universe for a while uh or, or i guess back in the day they were working on a superman game right and that never got off the ground yep um, a different studio was working on a Suicide Squad, suicide squad game. I, I don't remember if it was Montreal, um, but there was a studio working on a Suicide squad, squad game. They ended up leaving, and now Rocksteady is working on a Suicide Squad game. Uh, I feel like this could be something that we maybe don't see for a couple of years, um, yeah. the, at least released. The, the last time Rocksteady released a game, I think, was four years ago. If I remember correctly, yeah, 20, oh, no, it was five years ago, 2015. Wow. Arkham Knight. That's crazy. Um, but if they were working on a Superman game, that would have taken a while. And uh, if that got canceled, then they're now on this thing. It still could be another year or two, at least, would be my theory. Um, but anyway, is, is a Suicide Squad game surprising to you? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, Because wasn't there a rumor they could have been working on a Justice League game as well? Yeah, yeah. That's So it's it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Right? Like, Mm. you you get told you're making a fucking, I don't know, uh, (laughs) an X-Men movie and then suddenly you're on New Mutants or some shit. Like, like, (laughs) oh, 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 oh. Like, yeah, it's a bit of a, I don't know, weird one, isn't it? But maybe it'll be good. I mean, Rocksteady, they've got a pretty good track record, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that, that 70% last game they of made wasn't night bad. Notwithstanding. Yeah. How much of my Arkham Knight was Batmobile shit? Whatever that portion was can go fuck itself and the rest of the game was pretty good. Uh, it was just way too much. The game was fucking Batmobile shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the rumor was that they were working on a, a Justice League game. I Technically, this could be the Justice League game or it shifted to a mm. Suicide Squad game where the Suicide Squad is hunting the Justice League because they've been turned mm. bad or something like that. Um, and, and there's always that problem of how do you make a good Superman game anyway because Superman's always overpowered uh, so i think that's interesting the idea of you're not a superman you're going after superman at this point um 
Yeah. That's cool. I like that a lot. So I guess we'll see more of this, uh, some sort of trailer released in a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, yeah. And we'll have a better idea of uh, what's going on. Yep. All right. And I think that's the news. I lost my page. Uh, Yep. Was that the news? That's all the news. Have we got any questions? We do have questions, I think. Yes. Let's see them. Let's see these questions. Fridge Monster Man writes, Hi, Joe. Hi, Luke. Two questions. One serious, one silly. Serious question. How do you make spaghetti Skittles? That's the serious question. Um, Not again. Cook cook spaghetti, serve and garnish with Skittles? Or do you add the Skittles in with the accompanying sauce? Oh, and which flavor of Skittles do you recommend? I tried Skittle Brow once. I was expecting rainbow wheat beer, but I couldn't taste the rainbow. I don't know. Maybe Skittles needs to be added while brewing for the flavor to come through. How do you make spaghetti Skittles? I always imagined it would be added into the sauce, to be honest. Um, So cook the flavor into the sauce. Uh, But I think you could probably garnish. I think it'd be an interesting garnish. If you're, you know, going for that spaghetti Skittles flavor, uh, Mm. the garnish might be a... Better option to to have it more pronounced, have the flavor more pronounced. Right. Um, Luke, any thoughts? How would you prefer I, your spaghetti I've never skills? thought about this. No. How about this? How about this? Okay. A new food bet. The Spaghetti Skittles food bet, Luke. The Spaghetti Skittles food bet. Okay. If you are able to stream Tenet in two fucking weeks... No, no, that wasn't the thing. Two weeks What's after it releases in the US. In releases in the US. Two weeks after it releases. So if you Sometime are able to in September. stream if you are not in September. Seventeenth. The seventeenth of September. If you're able to stream Tenet on or before the seventeenth of September, I will make spaghetti Skittles and I'll fucking film myself eating it. And if yeah. you are not, you have to eat. Spaghetti Skittles. And right. you can choose how you have your spaghetti Skittles. They can yeah. be garnished or it can be <clears throat> in the sauce. Mm. But you got to have fucking spaghettis in Skittles. I mean, Skittles and spaghettis. Right. Yep. I, I think we should say in September. If you're so confident. Anytime in September? That's yeah, a fucking four-week period. It's coming in no, there. Like a month. It, comes it out could here be a month in there. September. On the 3rd of September. That's the start of September. You're fucking shifting this fucking date wildly. The 17th. September. The 17th. You said the 3rd at the start of the fucking podcast. The week of the 17th? <laughs> the 17th is your deadline. That's your deadline. I don't like Two that weeks. Hey? It doesn't 24th. matter. That's the deadline you get to fucking have. That's the deadline you get to fucking have. Why are you so not confident? <laughs> Why are you not? Don't switch this about on me, motherfucker. Why are you not confident? I'm confident. I just want an extra weak buffer. Of course you fucking do. That's space. not confidence. That's not confidence. It's the opposite of confidence. If you were confident, you wouldn't need any buffer. You'd be like, fucking make it the seventh joke. See what happens. Because <laughs> I don't think it'll be the seventh. I think, I think two to three weeks. Two to three, he says. You said two. 17th. 17th is it. Deal or no deal? I'll give you yeah, the 18th. Right. I'll give you the 18th. 
You say all right. When's the 18th? The Friday. Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. Let's let's go with this, let's go Friday the 18th. Okay. It's on. Okay. Yeah. Of November. The, cool. Spaghetti Skittles challenge is happening. Okay. Uh. Sorry, that's a Wednesday. What? No, the 18th. The 18th is, uh, of November. Yep. Cool. Eight, get All the right. fuck out of here. <laughs> 18th of September, and you better fucking eat these fucking Skittles, motherfucker. I like Skittles. Uh, it's fine. In spaghetti? We'll see. Have you had a Skittle brow? Um, yeah, I have. I didn't... I, I experienced the same thing. I did not find it uh, to have that much Skittle flavor. I'll tell you about a Skittle flavor. Fucking Skittle vodka. That's how oh, you yeah. want to... That's how you want to have your fucking Skittles in alcohol, is in vodka. Takes a yep. little while, but... Uh, it packs a punch. You can really taste the fucking rainbow. Uh, and it tastes about fucking 16 times more fucking potent than regular vodka. I don't know why. Um, and flavor of Skittles. Which flavor do you prefer? I tell you what, I cannot eat sour Skittles. Oh, uh, really? I like them. Yeah. Uh, we went to the movies one time. And uh, me and Nate. What did we see? We saw something awful. I can't remember what it was. Sylvester Stallone was in it. It was terrible. Uh, and, uh, maybe Expendables 3. I don't know. Um, it was awful. Whatever the fuck it was, it was awful. And, uh, for some reason, Nate got like a fucking half kilo bag of sour Skittles. (laughs) Yeah. I have no idea why. And we ate the whole fucking bag and I can't, I can't even look at a sour Skittle anymore. So regular Skittles for me will be going into the spaghetti Skittles that I will not be eating because Tenet is not making it out by the 18th of September on streaming. It's not happening. <laughs> streaming legally, by the way, just to clarify, there's no fucking, oh, I can pirate stream it. None of that shit. Fucking legal streaming. Yeah. No, I got a VPN. I think you're forgetting this. Um. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Cool. If it's right. out in Australia streaming, I gotcha. I gotcha. If it's in Russia, I gotcha. Doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Um, Silly question. questions. Not wishing to open the box here, but what happened to the frame of freight movement? Is it still a going concern? Did it run out of steam or has it. Me- um, I can't. I don't know if I'm going to say this word. Me- metas- mest- metastasized? Mest- metastasized? Bleh. Into something else. Uh, it has definitely evolved its way into something else. Uh, it's it's grown. I mean, the, I don't know if you know this, but there was a concerted movement um, by uh, the people, the alt-right people behind, um, like, Breitbart to co-opt, uh, you know, youths who were involved with the frame of freight movement uh, into uh, yeah, down alt right pathways um, by exploiting their anger, and uh, yeah, so it's definitely evolved far beyond the uh, original uh, desires to uh, harass game journalists about game review scores that it was, or uh, or for being women. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, there's still you can still see its echoes everywhere, right? Like it's still mm. felt the the impact of it is still felt by a lot of people. The Last are, of Us too. Yeah, exactly. It's a fantastic fucking 
example, you know, uh, the, the fact that voice actors were getting fucking death threats and shit is fucking heinous. And, uh, it may not be Gamergate in name anymore, but it's certainly, that's certainly the spirit of the, <clears throat> the concept, which is fucked. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fuck that whole thing forever. Um, I like the reverse reverse of the silly and serious question. That's good. Anyway, uh, good question, Fridge Monster Man. Always yeah. good. Johnny Bravo writes, Hey, gents, publishers promote their games in various ways in what seems to be a no-win scenario. If they promote their game as a CGI, promo, uh, CGI only promo, they get shit on. If they show you live pre-release gameplay, as Halo recently did, they get shit on. They design a specific and scripted gameplay scene for an event, such as E3, that is in any way different from release, they get shit on. Puddlegate or Aliens, Colonial Marines. What do you think is the best way for publishers to show off their games? Uh, let game journos fucking play them because, uh, then you don't wind up, you won't, you wouldn't have a puddle gate if, uh, game journos played Spider-Man in the first place because game journos invariably couch, they successfully couch the preview in language that points out that it is pre-release and not necessarily reflective of the final fucking game. And I think everyone understands the concept of bullshot, uh, the screenshot, the bullshot screenshot that is uh, rendered in a way that might not, you know, you always, you always had fucking screenshots that would look better than what the final game. Nobody ever fucking complained about fucking Battlefield 4 looking mm -hmm. crazy in initial screenshots and then not looking that good. Uh, eventually when it was running because people are like, well, yeah, that makes sense. That's how fucking computers work. They've got fucking supercomputers super rendering this shit and I'm playing on a fucking TNT too. Uh, so nobody ever fucking complained about that that shit back in the day when game journals were doing this shit but now it's fucking, oh yeah, we got to do a fucking, uh, it's a, yeah, we got influencers. We paid this influencer $20,000 uh, to stream it and uh they don't say Not any of that shit because they're being paid. Yeah. Uh, they've been paid too much to say anything uh, like that. So, uh, yeah, it just doesn't happen. But also the Puddlegate thing is a bad example of that because it wasn't it wasn't like a downgrade. Is literally yeah. they moved to Puddle. But, yeah. um, I mean, there's yeah, there's other ways that sort of stuff stands out. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I need to read the question again. But I feel like... Um, some people do it do it well. Like there's certain situations where I'm like, I don't care that there's a CG trailer. But if they came out next week and showed me some CG trailers for Batman, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Like that's cool because yeah. I care about that universe, right? And I, I'm interested in that story. But mm. when they come out and show me a CG trailer for Assassin's Creed, the Viking game, I'm like, I don't care. That yep. doesn't interest me at all. That doesn't excite me at all. Yeah. It's just I'm not invested in that world. Yeah, but people who are did get excited mm. by that thing. I got right. Someone was very upset when I edited that axe video to show off the magic axe. Uh, yep. Anyway, um, yeah, like it's it's one of those things. It depends on the timing. I mean, Halo got shit on because 
It's supposed to because be the fucking soon. flagship game, yeah, yeah, for a brand new console, and it didn't look like that, you know, like, yeah, it was in it was in a bit of a position right from the fucking get go. Um, yeah, I mean, there there are all all kinds of reasons reasons why why these things don't work out inevitably, but uh, most of them be solved if they just let me preview every fucking game, or at least the ones I well, want to play. Yeah, I mean, we, I saw, I remember seeing Alien Colonial Marines back in the day in, at E3 in a booth with Randy Pitchford narrating. You might have been in the same room at the time. I can't remember. Someone was in the room with me. Um, but No, I don't think it was me. Like, that sort of stuff is also hard because it's, again, a game that's in development. Like, stuff change. And I think that's the problem is that people don't understand that games take sometimes five years, six years to make, like, the really triple a blockbuster ones even the ones that aren't sometimes you know three four years um things change and yeah sometimes the vision of it just doesn't doesn't work uh and that's okay and i think just a lot of people just don't understand that sometimes and just don't get an idea of um like things just change and it's not just games like films films and movies and music and all that sort of stuff it's it's not constantly the same thing all the time um so i, I think i think getting upset about it is sometimes a bit far-fetched um i can understand some people getting upset but at the same time don't pre-order your game mm. like <laughs> that's what it comes down to right wait for some informed opinions um if we didn't have this whole pre-order culture, then a lot of it wouldn't be as bad. Like people being upset, yeah. like, oh, this game looks worse than what it was when I pre-ordered it. Okay. Yeah. it's But it's yeah. a work in progress. But, yeah. 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 At the end of the day, it's it's all about communication, right? And uh, mm. yeah, there's there's uh, like communication takes two, two parties, right? Like one person to talk and one person to listen. And if the listening party doesn't do their part doesn't do their job then yeah you can't really be blamed for for talking anyway yeah good question jb good question that's it that's all our questions that that actually just just quickly if you still Mm. got time um brings up a, a good point i don't know if you saw this but there was a lot of flack about ign's review for marvel's avengers uh, oh, they put right. up a review for this by playing the beta. Yeah. Um, it kind of got attacked at by two different sides. There was the media yeah. side attacking them, and then also the consumer side attacking them for being like, "Why is this up? Um, you're you're reviewing a beta type thing." Whereas yeah. the media were attacking them because they were reviewing a beta. I think that's fair, but also they were trying to game the Google uh, SEO. Like uh, the yeah. way that Google ranks pages, yeah. Uh, so there was a bit of a fight there. What What are your thoughts on sort of like reviews being looked at from a beta standpoint and starting there? I mean, shit. Well, like we, like, IGN was also already getting dragged when they did this. Uh, I got a message from uh, the dude who wrote the Grounded uh, review for IGN because they reviewed it and uh, gave it a six. Um, mm. I mean, you know, they arrived there five days after I did, but that's because I'm the fucking, I'm the LeBron James of game reviewing. Um, this is your GameSpot that, review. 
yeah, I did the GameSpot review. So the, the guy reached out to me because he wanted to clarify a couple of, of points uh, that he was getting dragged on and say it was nothing. He was getting dragged over nothing. Um, but they were like, people were very upset. They were far more upset about IGNs than they were about the GameSpot one. I got, I got copped a little bit of shit, but this dude was getting fucking hammered for reviewing an early access game. And it was very fucking weird. Um, I, I, I said it last week, you know, I, I do think early access games should be fucking reviewed. Um, I don't th- yeah. think there is a problem with assigning them a score. Um, I like that Metacritic has, you know, in both cases, in IGNs and GameSpots and a couple of others, uh, noted that it is a early access score. It's not the final thing. Uh, and I think it reflects the state of the game as it is at that moment. It's a, That's what it's supposed to do. That's what a reviewer is supposed to do. Um, I do think that uh, a beta is a very different prospect because you have a limited amount of time and the purpose of a beta, even if, even if the modern beta has been turned into more of a demo uh then a beta itself um you still wind up in a situation where uh the like not everything is running as well as it could be uh there you're talking about like server infrastructure that isn't like final uh all that kind of thing uh all those kinds of things and and i think it is uh pretty unethical to to define that as a review of a beta it's uh I understand the complaints of uh, trying to game SEO uh, because that that is largely how Google rankings work is uh, they've got like this uh, obscure method for defining a uh, a site as an expert in something. And uh, there are definitely ways to game your way into becoming an expert in certain things. Um, the hard way is to write a lot about a subject, but there are easier ways, uh, by writing reviews early or stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, if you type in a Google, um, Marvel Avengers review, you'll get a list of reviews. And what will happen is if you're the first one there that is getting a lot of hits and a lot of engagement, then you'll, you'll be at the top of the page. And that's so IGN is trying to get at the top of the page, by being there first, and uh, getting a lot of clicks at this point. So that that's where some people in the media side are getting upset because they're sort of twisting the words of this review and sort of trying to get yeah. get there first. Yep. They're saying yeah. that's not the case. Uh, and yet. <laughs> and yet. Um yeah, no, I understand I understand I, I I just don't think I don't think you should do a review of a, a game that is in beta uh hmm. like yeah the servers aren't online like the proper servers aren't online like i probably seeing how it was functionally identical uh you you could probably have reviewed four guys based on the technical alpha but yeah. the server performance outside of the servers getting absolutely fucking hammered for the first two days uh the server performance is was is like a hundred times better uh now that the game is out compared to how it was playing uh, when it was in technical alpha, you know? Like, that difference is, I think, 
it's it's a measurable and b important and so yeah i definitely think they're up some cheeky bricky shit uh playing the game that way on the on the yeah. flip side there's nothing wrong with doing something like control yeah grounded grounded that's what i meant control yeah. i mean why do i keep saying one or the other i don't know Grounded's available. You can buy it. Like it's exactly. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah, exactly. You, you can you can pre-order Marvel Avengers, but yeah, uh, you can't really play it. No, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, contentious. Um, that's the show. That's the show. The gap. That's us. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all those places you get your podcast from. Um. Mm. If you do have a moment, please rate and review the show. It helps other people find us. If you want to send us questions, you can email us the gapodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, you can jump in there, leave us questions, playing video games. Uh, we got a bunch of chat groups in there. Everything's going, it's going good. Um, I think people were talking about Modern Warfare, Warzone updates recently. I saw a bunch of that floating around. Yep. Um, so yeah, you can interact with other people as well that's cool you can find us on social media facebook.com slash the ga podcast twitter.com slash the ga podcast you can go to our youtube page the ga podcast.com slash youtube you can watch this show on video form i'll try and put some gameplay up this week of a dead by daylight i got some satisfactory stuff on there and i might have recorded some fall guys i think i recorded some fall guys as well um so i'll put that up there as well you can watch job uh, running around frantically in, in Satisfactory and Dead by Daylight. Sweet. Good, Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can also go to our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all the things we just talked about on the show, including past episodes, if you want to go check them out. That is all thanks to our Patreon members who help support the show. If you'd like to do that, you can go to patreon.com slash thegapodcast. Thank you to everyone that supports us, helps Thank us you. pay the bills. Thanks so and much. Absolutely. I think that is it. You got anything you want to pimp out for this week you've been working on? Check out my Fall Guys review. It's a goof review. I, I said this a couple of times, uh, just sort of a review of every level. Uh, but um, it's on the Gap I, website. I, I think there's a bit of insight. And uh, yeah, I think it's good. It's on the Gap website. And uh, yeah, by the time you listen to this, I may have actually fucking finished my Dead by Daylight review, but we'll have fucking see. I'm going to rewrite fucking chunks of it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, check that out. And uh, Has it gone before from a next six week's to a ten episode. now, hey. Has it now hey. gone from a six to a ten? Because they've removed the like broken way part. <laughs> they knew. The they knew it was, was broken. They're like, oh, GameSpot's doing this tip. shit. They fucking ruined us again. Um, <laughs> and by the time before next week's episode, but uh, after this one comes out, uh, mm-hmm. I think hits a Oz Gamers. And Red Bull, and you'll be able to see my thoughts on how Sam Fisher plays in the new Rainbow Six Siege update. What about these you, goggles you got- that can see through walls? Oof. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking nearly fucking bit. Anyway, um, yeah, you got anything like. <laughs> Uh, no, you can find me twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L-A-W-R-I-E. That's it. I got nothing happening. That's cool. the show. That's See it. See you next week. Bye.